black on black, black, yeah, hey, okay, black, 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 black on black, black, my thoughts so black, black, black on black, my skin is so black, I'm rocking that black on black, is black. black rims on this black, black wheels in this black, black wheel with this black, black bitch, black, so black on black on black on black on black, 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 black on black, black, my thoughts so black, black, black on black, my skin is so black, I'm rocking all black, everything is black, black rims on this black, black wheels black, in this black, black wheel with this black, black on black, black, black on black, 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 What's going on, everybody? It's your boy, Jordan. And this is Desmond. And welcome to episode 13 of Two Black Nerds. That's right. It's that time once again for us to bring you our opinions and hot takes on all things fandom, pop culture, and entertainment. As always, you can find Two Black Nerds wherever you get your podcast. Yes, sir. Please make sure to hit that subscribe button. Leave us a friendly rating and comment to show your support. And of course, join in on the conversation each and every week by following us on Twitter and Instagram at Two Black Nerds. As always, we appreciate that love and support. Wow, happy Black History Month. Happy Black History Month, It man. is a time, man. We, you know we black all the time, but this month we blackity black black. Especially we Black as month. hell. Yeah, we black we as hell. Hella black. Month. We definitely got to call that out and definitely pay our respects to Black History Month. It has to be a big year. We get an extra day this year. We do get an extra day. Shout out to Leap Year, man. Absolutely. I, you know, February. It's a, it's a great month for me. It's man. definitely it's a great a month, month, man. So I think this month, you know, we'll definitely have some uh, some opportunities and some times to, to highlight, you know, different aspects of black pop culture and, and entertainment of those things we gotta we gotta show love you know during black history month so we'll probably do some special content this month but man we got a lot to get to today Mm -hmm. let's just start right off man how about those cheese? How about them cheese? Oh, wow. Yes, sir. Yo, <laughs> so the the city has finally won a Super Bowl. It's happened. It For the first time in 50 years. Wow, man. The Chiefs have not been to a Super Bowl in 50 years. Isn't that the craziest? That's the craziest thing, man. So wild. Half a a century. Half a century. And, man, I would be remiss if I didn't acknowledge the one and only Patrick Mahomes, who, you know, clearly he had a team, but he also put the team on his back. So shout out to Patrick Mahomes for, one, putting the team on his back and getting that dub, (laughs) but for also just making history, man, being the youngest quarterback to get a Super Bowl MVP. Yep. Uh, He's also the youngest quarterback to get or maybe i think person to ever get a regular nfl MVP. he is i'm pretty sure yeah um, regular season mvp and he's just been going crazy man um shout out to the whole team they, yeah andy reed came through gotta shout out andy reed you know man. a he lot been of, at it for a long time a lot of people in the just like in the league or just sports fans wanted andy to win so yeah, bad yeah. because he was known for getting to this game and not winning yeah exactly <laughs> and so when I was when I was more into football, when I was like younger, mm-hmm. I was an Eagles fan. Like that was my team, and mm-hmm. Andy Reid was there for for the long haul, and he could yeah. never quite cross yeah. that hump. So I was I was just personally happy to see him finally get his. And you know, everything that we hear about Andy, he's like just a really likable coach. Like the whole league really likes him. The right. players love him and love being you know on his team. So definitely a good look. But you know, to what you said, man, Patrick Mahomes, like he is already just carving out his name in history yeah. at such a young age. It's incredible. Like as a black athlete, like look. it's it's wild. He about to get paid. Oh my goodness! That next contract. Whoo. That next contract about to be insane. But <laughs> shout out to all the black uh, quarterbacks doing it right now, man. man. It's kind of crazy. It's a different time. You right got now. your Lamar Jacksons. You know what I'm saying? And you, it's just it's just wild yeah, out here, man. Yeah, that's what's up, it's man. Wild well, congrats, congratulations to the Chiefs, man. Congrats Thanks, to man. you. I know you definitely been look hey, been rocking with them for a my, minute. My Kansas Cityans, y'all y'all do whatever y'all need to do for the next month. Absolutely. For the next year into the beginning of next season, y'all thizzle dance. <laughs> Y'all play little Ron Ron. Y'all listen to OG Stack a Dollar. Just go crazy. <laughs> Just go cra- Kansas City, <laughs> Earth Ang. Look. Oh, 
I was uh, watching a game around a bunch of white people. Yeah. And uh, they were all from Kansas City. I was a Kansas City bar here in New York. Okay. And f- somehow they just know the words to Tech Nine songs. Whoa, 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 wait a second. <laughs> white, Nine, white people love Tech Nine. White Kansas Cityans wow. love Tech Nine. I would not have expected that. They love Tech Nine. They know more than black people do. Well, he's tried and true, man. He, <laughs> he, he reps it hard. Like, he does. He, he definitely does. So, I mean, he does. that's that loyalty right there. For real. Janelle Monet say anything about the Chiefs? I ain't even paying attention. I Janelle, where you anything. at? She yeah, don't, don't like know. us, bro. Paul Rudd did. Paul Rudd did. He was showing out. He was. He, he was. was Paul Rudd was showing out. Yeah, yeah. A lot of lot of fans out there, a lot of Chiefs fans out there that are uh, celebrities, man. It's actually, I didn't realize it, but yeah, it was definitely huge support for the team last night. And I, I mean, the Chiefs just seem like, and they, again, I haven't followed football as much, but they mm-hmm. just seem like a great organization with great players that, that are all really likable. Right. Like, people just like that team. Yeah. We've just been struggling for so long. Yeah. It just That's how people know we got heart. Yeah. You know what I mean? We're not like this cocky team. We're just climbing <laughs> we just just been climbing that's what's that's up, really man. it man oh also randomly wendell pierce um the black actor <laughs> was there at the bar yesterday wendell pierce wendell pierce man i, I know him the best from like fighting temptations yeah <laughs> but he he's in also that. in uh waiting to exhale yep um and yep. yeah i chopped it up with him a little bit he's super cool man that's dope if you yeah if you can't recognize window but like google him you'll you'll definitely know his yeah face. you're gonna be like oh that's a window he was in the wire like yep, I definitely he was in the wire that. like uh he's also i haven't watched lately but i know he was a part of uh the show ray donovan on showtime mm. um he also was apparently part of the movie clemency which i haven't seen okay yet. yeah i haven't seen that um, either, which yeah. is actually getting pretty good critical acclaim yeah, i'm yeah. saying it's like 93 percent or something like that. he's a solid actor yeah he's no he, he's always played his roles very well man, yeah so that's what's up, man. Well, the Super Bowl was yesterday. Uh, definitely always a big night, um, obviously, for the game, but also because just everything around the game, right? You got mm-hmm. the big Super Bowl spots that happen. We all know about the commercials. Um, man, they just keep getting more expensive every single year. Yeah, like, they do. Like, the prices are outrageous. So, for this year, for 2020, for a 30-second spot, it costs five. Point six million dollars for thirty seconds. Thirty seconds. That's compared to two point one million back in two thousand, twenty years ago. So we've more than doubled maybe the cost of a an ad during the Super Bowl. Maybe inflation. It might be the same thing. It <laughs> might be. I don't know, but it's crazy. No, and there that's were absolutely wild. There were a total of seventy seven different commercials that aired during the Super Goodness. Bowl, which is an awful lot. I'd so what's crazy about this yeah. is them them ads were mid oh yeah i didn't i didn't i don't think i laughed one time i might have laughed one time i laughed at the doritos i always laughed at doritos yeah and then what was it wasn't a doritos one but it was like the doritos one yeah. where they were like licking berries off of each other's face oh i yeah, forgot what yeah, it was but one that, was, that one yeah. was kind of weird but kind of funny too yeah so. they weren't really that funny and i i know i mean there was a huge usage of celebrities and basically every spot all like, of them every spot had like some famous celebrity, all of them which i feel like i mean yeah there's been celebrities in spots before like that's not new but mm-hmm. i feel like i don't know if i saw a spot that didn't have a probably besides like what the google one i don't know if i saw a spot yeah. that didn't have like a celebrity hey in. it was cool seeing the the joint with uh john krasinski and chris evans that was good i was like so y'all gonna make a movie now? that was good yeah <laughs> it's like can, you guys can make a movie now the smart the smart pod i like that one yeah the boston accents that mm-hmm. was good yeah yeah so it was a lot of good commercials uh some were okay some could have been better but um specifically we definitely got to talk about the movie trailers of right course. like we got to talk about the movie trailers we're yeah, going to yeah. talk about the nerdum and and all the things that we saw so there were actually quite a lot of movie trailers that dropped yesterday so here's quickly the list if you didn't get a chance to see them we saw spots for a quiet place part two sonic the hedgehog mulan black widow 
the SpongeBob movie, which I did not know they were doing another one, No Time to Die, the new James Bond movie, Top Gun Maverick, The Invisible Man, and of course, uh, the the output from Marvel Studios for their Disney Plus show. So, I mean, just out of this list so far, man, like, you know, we'll talk about the the Marvel stuff, but mm-hmm. were there any spots particularly that stood out to you? Did any, any of these get you more excited than you already were about any of these movies? Uh, not necessarily. You know, I had already been um, pretty invested in most of these movies, regardless. Probably the only one I'm like, yeah, it did make me a little more excited because I didn't see the trailer as much is A Quiet Place Part 2. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just a, a movie I'm really ready for. I'm a big fan of the first one. And I haven't, that one hasn't been around as long as some of the other trailers have been around. So that's Very probably true. the one I would pick. What about yourself? Um, I would definitely say I'm just, I'm really ready for no time to die i'm so, so ready like for that movie. anytime i get to see something new from it i'm really enjoying it and i felt like i felt like we actually saw pretty much nothing but new footage in this mm-hmm. spot um you know i was kind of disappointed by the black widow spot because i felt like a lot of the footage was the same of what we've been seeing the same stuff. Um, we saw a couple of new shots of like taskmaster but i think the no time to die spot had a lot of new footage so it just got me you know even more excited for that movie i'm just you know ready to, and you know this is obviously daniel craig's last appearance as bond so i'm just really interested to see how that turns out so mm-hmm. that really kind of stood out to me um so yeah definitely obviously a lot of spots there but you know you know what we got to talk about though like of what we course. really got to talk about which I personally did not know they were coming with this. Oh, I, not a clue. Yeah, I, I heard that there were like after I you know started to do research, I heard that there were kind of rumblings that there might have been mm-hmm. a Falcon and Winter Soldier spot, but I don't mm-hmm. think anybody expected no a look from Wandavision nope. or even the you know the very uh, quick look that we saw at low key. But yeah. um, obviously, what we're talking about here is uh, Marvel Studios and what they have coming for Disney Plus this year. The universe is expanding, y'all. It's actually getting crazy. The Marvel Cinematic Universe will be expanding outside of the movie theater and into your home. If you got that Disney Plus, you know what we're talking about. This year, we're getting the Falcon and the Winter Soldier and also WandaVision. And then next spring, we're getting low key. And Disney decided to drop that $5.6 million to talk about these. <laughs> These streaming shows they got coming. They, they was not playing. So we have looks at all of these shows. Yeah. Um, generally, what were your first impressions of what we saw? Um, just looking at that very quick thirty second spot of these shows. Honestly, I was like, slow down, because <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know, I'm a nerd, right? Yeah. So I was like, I need to see frame by frame every single because y'all are going crazy right now in this yeah. small little thirty seconds. Uh, that was really my my initial reaction. Honestly, uh, it did get me more excited um, because. You put a, a vision to the, you know what I mean? A, a visual to the vision, I Absolutely. guess is what I want to say. Like, yeah. it's it's finally happening. Like, I see it coming to life uh, slowly, but surely, especially seeing um, how they told us how WandaVision was going to be. Yep. And then finally giving us, like, these little looks at, like, oh, this is what that looks like. Oh, that's what that it. looks like. Yeah. Okay, okay. But, yeah, man. I agree with you. I'm uh, I'm really looking forward to these now even more than I initially was um, because we haven't seen official, you know, film of like what these look like we saw like you know a few photos here concept art but this is like actual footage they're rolling all of these shows right now they're all in production it just gets you really excited about where the mcu can possibly go and so alongside these uh spots that we got for these three shows they also dropped official synopses for each show so i just want to take a second man let's break down Mm -hmm. each specific show um one by one and just what we saw so the synopses for the falcon and the winter soldier reads Following the events of Avengers Endgame, Sam Wilson, Falcon, played by Anthony Mackie, and Bucky Barnes, slash the Winter Soldier, played by Sebastian Stan, team up in a global adventure that tests their abilities and their patience in Marvel Studios' The Falcon and the Winter Soldier. 
The all-new series is directed by Carrie Scoglin. Malcolm Spellman is the head writer. Debuts on Disney Plus this fall. So, man, we saw quite a bit from this specific show. I think yes. this is the furthest along when it when it comes to filming. So, the opening shot, we see the shield, and we see Sam with it, right? Crazy. And he's going crazy already. He's practicing. Uh, look, it looked like he was about to look, <laughs> hit his mark, too. Take somebody's head off. Like, he's practicing. He's getting ready. Um, man, I'm really... I'm really looking forward to how they will expand and explain a black man being Captain America and uh, what that means. I need them to go deep here. I think they will, too. I need them to go deep I here. I think that they might surprise us. I think that mm-hmm. this show might be a little bit more political than mm-hmm. we might think. I remember before Watchmen came out, yeah. like, okay, like, we knew, yeah, Regina King's in it mm-hmm. and, like, you know, some of these other people were in it. We knew, like, Lou Gossett Jr. was in it, but I don't know if any of us really predicted that it was going to be as politically charged as, oh, yeah. as it, was. it was. We was like, oh, my yeah, goodness. it caught us off guard. I, I have a feeling mm-hmm. that this show might do something similar. I hope right? so. Um, just for the simple fact that Sam is now, you know, sort of taking on the mantle of Captain America. However, we can see that, like, this other character, U.S. agent, you know, John mm-hmm. Walker is wearing the suit. He has the shield. Right. He sort of seems like the chosen Captain America mm-hmm. looks like by the government. Right. Yeah. So what is that dynamic between, you know, those two characters going to look like? You know, what is what is the country going to feel? Mm-hmm. You know, is, is in terms of a black man being Captain America, are they going to be accepting of that? I'm really interested to see where that story goes and just how that Ooh, that all turns that can, out. That can get dark real quick, man. Very much so. The dynamic is just going to be crazy. And then also just how Bucky plays into it. Right. Right. Um, mm-hmm. And, you know, they even had like U.S. agent at this football game. It was like a pep rally or something. Oh, yeah. And he like walked by and high fives like mm-hmm. the, 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 the drumline leader and everything. Yeah. So it was like this big celebration or reveal, I, I suppose. Yeah. He's um, like the clearly like the cool guy on the yeah. on the street that everyone is supposed to like. Right. Yeah. He has, he has the, the Captain America look. Right. As in, you know, being clearly a white man. Exactly. <laughs> that Mr. Sam does not have. He's definitely not benching what Chris Evans was benching. Though. He, he kind of look, yeah, looking kind of small in the shoe. He ain't got the same. Yeah. Same. same stature so mm-hmm. i don't know man that'll be really interesting but um you know do you do you expect in this series that we might see any cameos from other mcu characters in this in this series specifically i'm actually not sure yet so before i would have said black widow mm, right. <laughs> but yeah now, now i can't really say that things have changed um i do think there could be flashbacks of chris evans right maybe and mm, okay. things we've never seen before sure or you know certain um i remember we talked before it'd be really cool if uh, Chris Evans uh, came back to reprise his role as Captain America, being like a very old mentor in his old man state um, to Cap and or to Sam in um, Winter Soldier, which yeah. would be cool. That's an interesting idea. Um, but yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I don't. Agree. Other than that, I'm not sure. Yeah, I'm not sure either. I don't know if we'll get cameos no, in this I'm not one. Sure we will. Um, and I would be fine if we didn't. Like, I, yeah, I, that's okay. I, I would totally appreciate to just focus on you know these specific character stories. Mm-hmm. But uh, I think we might see just like a whole thematic arc of you know maybe something as deep as like imposter syndrome, right? Because it's also you know not even like who the country and who the government chooses as Captain America, but like even like Sam and Bucky being sort of left behind with Steve mm-hmm. gone, mm-hmm. having to fill those shoes, like yeah. that has to be a lot of pressure, you know, for them mm-hmm. to both deal with. And I, especially Sam, you know, to now have right. like possession of the shield and all these different things. Right. Like, are they going to feel like that they can, you know, step up to the plate and like mm-hmm. actually hold that responsibility and carry forth that legacy in a, in a really, strong and positive fashion so i think that they might really go deep into that psychological you know sort of 
thought process with those characters. But yeah. we got six episodes of it, so I'm excited to see oh, yeah. um, what happens. The next one, WandaVision. This looks like the weirdest shit ever. It's great. It's <laughs> looking so good. I'm so interested to see what the hell they're trying to do with this. But let's read the synopsis and let's get into it. So, Marvel Studios' WandaVision blends the style of classic sitcoms with the Marvel Cinematic Universe, in which Wanda Maximoff, played by Elizabeth Olsen, and Vision, played by Paul Bettany, two superpowered beings living their ideal suburban lives, begin to suspect that everything is not as it seems. The new series is directed by Matt Shackman. Jack Schaefer is head writer, debuts on Disney Plus this year. Mm. So sitcoms, there were a lot of references to sitcoms in these few shots that we saw, oh, right? Yeah. So we saw essentially like a, a like a time travel sort of mm-hmm. through the decades sort of deal. Mm-hmm. Like in the 60s, it very much looked like the Dick Van Dyke show, which I know they said was like a big reference for this show Shoot. Um, for them. Should have been Bewitched. <laughs> yeah, that would have actually, <laughs> that that actually been really appropriate. <laughs> that would have right? been the one. <laughs> that would have been the one. Um, and then like to the 70s, there's a shot of like Wanda and you can tell she's pregnant. Mm-hmm. If you look at the set behind her, it's very reminiscent of the Brady Bunch, like the same staircase and everything. Uh, the 80s, I've seen a few different debates about what show the 80s is. Like, yeah. I've seen Family Ties, which is what I think it is because their vision and Wanda's outfits look very, very much, much like, like those, mm-hmm. those characters and also the set. Um, I've also seen some people say Full House, which would be hilarious. That would be pretty Because funny. Mary Kate and Ashley. Yeah, that's <laughs> like, too perfect. That would be hilarious sister. if yeah. they did that. Um, and then certainly uh, Roseanne is referenced. Yeah. Um, and you can see uh, Wanda wearing an outfit. But there's, I, I feel like we got probably the most out of this show because we really haven't seen anything. But anything. man, like it looks like Wanda's creating her own reality, you know? I think, man, she's in a dark place right now. Yeah. You got to think about where she is already. She's already in a dark place after the events of Endgame, you know? Yeah. Literally from Infinity War to now, she's just broken, yeah. right? I mean, even Ultron losing even Yeah, even after losing Pietro, yeah. yeah she's yeah. hurt. Yeah. So I, I definitely see where this could come from, you know what I mean? Totally. Her creating this reality. She's a Scarlet Witch. Right, <laughs> So right. she can do a lot of crazy stuff, man. Yeah. I wonder why... Because I, I, I totally agree that, you know, this is her creating her own version of reality, um, ideal family life, yeah. you know, uh, 50s, like, wholesome family, you mm-hmm. know, you're married with children, mm-hmm. you know, all these different things. I wonder why sitcoms are, like, her source of inspiration for that. Like, why did she choose that sort of construct to create this reality, right? You know, um, that is an interesting thought. I, I, I don't know. Maybe she grew up on just watching sitcoms like, possible. while she was young. Like, she is mm-hmm. a little bit younger, so she probably she probably was watching TV land like the rest of us, you yeah. know, watching reruns and stuff. But I'm interested to see, like, why that sort of aesthetic is what she creates in this new, you know, reality. It could be, it could be sitcoms and happy. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Which is what she wants right now Is what True. she's looking for Even if there is a problem in a sitcom The episode is about resolving that problem And she Always. probably feels like her problem's never been resolved That's a great and point so, you know, that's, That could be a draw of just the way she feels Her, her emotions She's like I had some problems mm-hmm. If I'm, maybe I'm in this state of mind Maybe my problems would be fixed Absolutely We also get a shot of uh, some Some, some some baby binkies that that fly mm-hmm. sort of in the air like something happened so it's absolutely alluding to the fact that her and vision have children or the idea that they have children. because i first of all vision what? is not a real being 
how is Vision making any mini human? How is he? Unless is he? he is somehow cybernetic. Know, yeah, that mind stone. I don't know. Put together somehow. <laughs> yeah, that don't make no sense. <laughs> These cybernetic Look, children. What is he doing? Yeah, I don't, that don't make any sense. But I don't know. Is Vision getting in them? Let me not. Look, how? <laughs> <laughs> how? What is Vision doing Look, under the they sheets, need, They bro? need to make this rated R. Yeah, I need I to know. see this. Because I, I, I don't know what's happening. How did, this is like some Shape of Water shit. Like, <laughs> some Shape of Water. Like when she asks, like, how does that work? I know. And she's like, like it, it works. works. <laughs> <laughs> it works. Like, what she says. I guess we just like, going to go with it, right? Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, there's a lot there. I guess we might explore their children, which in the comics, I think they're named Thomas and William, mm -hmm. who eventually become, they have different names it's like their superhero alter egos and i think they eventually become young avengers down the line but there's a lot there obviously there's a lot to look forward to with that yeah but the last show that we saw literally just one shot of because i know they just they literally just, just started filming, one shot yep. um is loki right and so the synopsis for this show also drops so in marvel studios loki the mercurial villain loki played by tom hiddleston resumes his role as the god of mischief in a new series that takes place after the events of Avengers Endgame, Kate Heron directs and Michael Waldron is head writer. Debuts on Disney Plus next year, 2021. Mm -hmm. So the one thing that we saw that we really could sort of pick apart, mm -hmm. he's wearing sort of a prison uniform. And it yep. looks like he's, you know, in cuffs in, in some instance. And he said, I'm going to burn this place to the ground. So he's probably locked up. Yep. His uniform has the initials TVA, which mm -hmm. pretty much everybody suspects to stand for the Time Variance Authority, mm -hmm. um, which is basically this uh, this authority, this coalition that monitors the multiverse. They monitor time travel right. within, you know, traditionally the Marvel Universe and the comics. And mm -hmm. so it first appeared, the Time Variance Authority, it first appeared in Thor um, in the 80s. And so it looks like they're going to play possibly a significant part in uh this show yeah and also loki is probably doing some some things he shouldn't be doing obviously as you know, always he he caught that uh he caught that um was it the space stone yeah yep. the space stone that allows you to travel mm -hmm. through dimensions he caught that at, tesseract yeah the tesseract he caught that in endgame and so who knows what he's been up to ever since he had that he basically mm -hmm. In essence, re resurrected himself uh, from the dead. Yep. Again. So we don't know where this nigga is now. Yeah. So. Except for in jail. Yeah. <laughs> so it looked like it looks like he's space jumping, time jumping. Um, yeah. But that's really all we know about the show. We also know that Owen Wilson just got added to the cast, which is pretty fire. That is really good. It's pretty fire. I like Owen Wilson a lot. Yeah, me too. I think that. He's very funny, and I could see him bringing like a really he cool element funny. of comedy. So, mm -hmm. um, this show should be really interesting. I'm hopefully, hopefully, um, hopefully, we're going to see just a lot of interdimensional, multi-dimensional sort of you know um, facets to it. And I think between this and WandaVision, we're getting really good setup for Doctor Strange. Oh yeah, in the multiverse, they're doing all this this spacey, you yeah. know, what I mean? multiverse, you know, madness, yeah. <laughs> literally. And we'll see what happens, dude. We will see what happens. So if you haven't seen the spot, you should definitely go check it out. Uh, again, the Falcon and the Winter Soldier debuts this fall on Disney Plus. Um, WandaVision debuts this year, and Loki debuts next year, twenty twenty one, in the spring on Disney Plus. So with that said, man, we do have one more trailer to talk about that didn't technically debut during the Super Bowl. Mm -hmm. It debuted a couple of days before, um, though they did have a spot in the Super Bowl. We got to talk about the Fast and the Furious, this franchise. <laughs> so you mean the, the, the Fast Saga is what you mean. All of a sudden, the Fast <laughs> Saga now, I, I guess that's what we're rolling with. 
Um, give me the superhero franchise. Everything's just a saga given. now. We got the Skywalker saga. We got the Infinity saga. And now we got the Fast saga, right? Yeah. But what is this movie actually called? Because like the title card on the trailer yeah. says F9. Mm-hmm. But then I've seen Fast 9. I've also seen Furious 9. I've also just seen Fast and Furious now. Like, what are we doing right now? Like, what is... I think... They, I'm confused. Yeah, their marketing team has figured out everything except that. <laughs> they like, just don't know what to call They it. have great trailers. They have good posters. Uh, they just don't know the name of the movie. <laughs> you know, the the fate of the Furious actually works because it's the eighth movie. Exactly. So that's what like works. Fate, you know, Yeah, works. But, but, but Nine, though... But Nine has been tricky. How do you do any sort um, of... I'm probably just going with Fast Nine. Or fast Nine? Either okay. Fast Nine or Fast Furious Nine. That's the only two options that you're getting from. Like, because there was Fast Five. There was, yes. Fast Nine does not sound too far off to me. That sounds pretty fast. Close. Five, fast they nine. did Fast Five and then they did Furious, Furious Six, mm-hmm. which I don't fast really like. Furious, Fast <laughs> Furious. But F- F- Seven was Furious Seven, Furious wasn't it? Furious Seven. Yeah, that was Furious Seven, I think. Mm-hmm. And then the Fate of the Furious, and then mm-hmm. Hobbs and Shaw. <laughs> so, yeah, Hobbs and Shaw. Um, not the most creative names in the world, but I'm whatever you call it. It is what it is. They debuted a new trailer um, this past Friday, and Jesus Christ, this franchise has gone everywhere you can possibly go. But just when you think they've done everything they can do, no, 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 no. (laughs) They have more surprises in store. Not all family is blood. John Cena has arrived. What? And who is he in this movie? John Cena. What is he doing in Fast Furious? John Cena, y'all, is all of a sudden... Dominic Toretto's brother. He is Vin Diesel's brother. Can you? Okay. His name is Jacob, which is the whitest name ever, which is so funny. And it's Jacob with a K. (laughs) Not even with a C. Jacob with a K, but Toretto. Jacob Toretto. Which I thought Toretto was like a Latin last name. I definitely And now I'm like, John Cena got no type of Latin in his blood. Oh, no, 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 no. So I'm like. This man is from Massachusetts. Now now I'm like, is, is Vin Diesel half white? See, this is the thing. This this is why it's very confusing. Because like when they said that in the trailer, I said, what? Like, no, there's no way. But this is the thing. Vin Diesel is so racially ambiguous. Yeah, I know. I'm like, what are you saying? And I still, I could be totally wrong on this. I still don't know if his ethnicity has been confirmed. Like, publicly to the meet. I don't know if he's ever actually confirmed it. Like, people have asked him about it. And he, from what I remember, he's always said, like, you know, I'm blending. You know, I have a blend of just all different types of cultures in me. Like, this, that, that. You know, mm. he's never actually confirmed what he is. Is. I don't know if anybody knows. And then, like, the thing on top of it, too, is, like, if Jacob is Dom's brother, then he's also Mia's brother. Maybe. If they have the same The dad, same parents. Yeah. That's a good point. They have to actually they have the They might not parents. have the same parents. But they would still be half, right? They but, would still be half, like, yeah, yeah, like, half brother, half sister sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Which, I mean, if you look at Mia, she's also, I mean, that's a white woman. Like, yeah. she, I don't know. Yeah, Whatever. Mia, Mia could definitely be Hispanic, though. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, I guess they could pass some, that. Yeah, Mia could definitely. She has some uh, Hispanic traits for sure, actually. But definitely not John. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. ain't no way we can sell that one, right? Boom, boom, boom. Um, but anyway, John Cena is a villain in this movie, um, and he's teaming with Cipher, which is played by Charlize Theron, who was in the last movie mm-hmm. um, as the main villain, the main big bad. Um, but John Cena is Jacob Toretto, Dom's younger brother, and for whatever reason, Dom's past has caught up to him, and Jacob is coming for his head, basically. Yep. And from the looks of the trailer. He's a master assassin, a high-performance driver. He's almost Dom just 7.0. He can do everything better than Dom. He's, he's 
the Idris Elba they can't get no more. <laughs> Basically, <laughs> uh, white Superman or yeah. just just Superman, right? Yeah, yeah, um, yeah, right? So, um, yeah, he's he's appearing in this movie. Now we we don't really know much of the story um, as, as of yeah we 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 still have to see what that looks like. But what we what we did see was some of the craziest shit that I've probably ever seen in a trailer. You gonna in get my some life. action? But you know what? I think I loved. Every second, you gonna give some action. Oh to my here. god! And you know they hide some stuff too. That's oh, the scary part. You haven't even seen the best. That's of That's the scary part. Oh my god! So after we get some of the initial story beats, there's this one moment where John Cena is driving a car, and obviously, like the trailer is revealing certain information, it could come out totally different in the movie. John Cena drives a car and like bumps into another vehicle mm-hmm. that does a full 360 rotation. And Dom Dom catches the car with his bare hand, an entire car, <laughs> while he's standing on top of another car that's also flipping at the same time. This is the it's the craziest shot of it. When ever. I saw that, I said, <laughs> "Wait a second, bro! Wait a second! This man literally caught an entire car, car with his hands." Come on, come on! Look, what what Vin, what Vin, regiment are you on? That boy lifting boy. <laughs> He got that super creatine. We really got to contextualize that. Like, yeah, that's crazy. Super creatine. Another great moment. That's Riddick. Another. <laughs> that's some extraterrestrial. He not of deserved, bro. He is not of deserved. Another funny, hilarious moment. Uh, Tej, played by Ludacris, yeah. um, is talking to actually two returning characters. Mm-hmm. Um, Lucas Black and Jason Tobin, who were in Tokyo Drifter, returning for this movie. Um, and he's talking to them, and essentially Jacob's Jason's character has strapped a rocket onto yeah. a Pontiac Terrero. Tierro. Like, why? <laughs> I don't know. Why he strapped a rocket on the back of the car, I don't know. I was... And then all of a sudden, uh, that's that. Uh, that's that Toy Story right there. That is just, when they were the trying to catch up to the back of RC. Yeah, they were trying to catch up to the truck. They have a rocket on top of a car, but probably my favorite moment in this trailer. I don't. My favorite moment. <laughs> These effects are wild. Literally, yeah. Somebody tell me the budget of this movie, like now. Uh, like they had. Oh my god, I can't. I don't even want to know. Actually, my favorite moment of this trailer had to be the fucking magnet plane they really have a plane that can catch the cars at the bottom like Mm -hmm. at the bottom of the plane it's like a jet that cypher is commandeering and she catches planes like or catches cars i should say like i don't know who invented that but that looks insane and then the final shot of the trailer which there's just so much happening what are physics they just like (laughs) what are physics so much going on they just combining bunch of movies into one yeah dom catches a vine he's like driving off of a cliff um there's no bridge he's, he's batman with no mask yeah and at and, this point and letty makes it very known like dom there's no bridge and he continues <laughs> he's to like, drive off the cliff okay he's like oh that's cool and a vine latches onto his car and they swing <laughs> the vine across the fucking ocean to another cliff they swing now and he, he has no facial expression Oh no, he's fine. He's perfectly fine. He's but totally Letty fine. Letty is in the car dying. Yeah, she's she, like, "What the hell?" She's literally like, "What are you doing right now?" <laughs> but he's he's cool, comic collected. Like he knows he's gonna be fine. He got that that plot armor, bro. He knows he got to be back for Fast Ten, so nothing's gonna be wrong to Dom. Like, I don't know, man. This franchise is fucking bananas. They're bananas. They're just taking but it everywhere. I feel like we know Fast Ten is coming. Yeah. So 
what happens in fast like they just keep doing so much stuff like is it in space next time maybe it's fast 10 in space you just got to at that point <laughs> space cars you gotta pull a james bond and just go to space and just do <laughs> just it go all to space. Like, just go to space i predict that the next one is just gonna have every literally every character that's ever been hey, in the franchise should, as it should be though because death is not a thing as we see because the biggest moment of this trailer han is back han han is back from the dead justice for han justice is coming we thought he was dead he died in tokyo drift we thought that he was killed by jason statham's character yep. um shaw deckard shaw but he's here he apparently is alive and still eating chips because <laughs> he because he, he stopped smoking that's still his thing the one thing i want to ask you about han's character um if you have any thoughts on this what role do you see him playing in this movie um because i Mm-hmm. I might have a theory as to what I think happens mm, with Han and why he's back. I am actually not sure. Yeah. Uh, because their circumstances are usually so crazy. Of course, part of me wants to say, oh, he's going to be the savior, but probably not. He probably will be a part of it, right? Mm-hmm. But I just, that's all I can think of is he somehow is coming in to just be a beast. Yeah. somewhere yeah that's all i got well, he's gonna I, be the he's gonna be in the rocket car yeah, yeah he, he, <laughs> he gotta have a rocket car well i guess this you know sort of frees up the idea that you know how can we embrace jason statham's character after mm-hmm. he killed han one of the family members like how are we just accepting him to be like this good guy now mm-hmm. well han's alive so it works i have a theory that maybe um i wonder if um this opens up an opportunity for Gal Gadot to come back. Man. If this brings back an opportunity, because I mean, we thought she died, but clearly Look. nobody dies in this franchise. That's Look. not a thing. What if she comes back? What if that's like the big Look. thing? And you know, when Gal was initially in these movies, Look. she wasn't who she is now. She mm-hmm. wasn't as famous. This is Wonder Woman now. Imagine Wonder Woman basically re-entering this franchise. How big of a fucking get that would be? If you if you put Gal Gadot. Michelle Rodriguez and oh. Natalie Emanuel on the screen at the same time. Oh, I might my look. God, somebody's getting punched in the theater. <laughs> <laughs> oh my lord! You want to talk about? I'm some like, amazing I'm like, content? I'm gonna yell freeze. <laughs> Pause the movie. Pause the movie. I need to go see back. This. Yeah, I want to see this again right now. Rewind it. Goodness, yeah, that's that's crazy. Though. That's a crazy thought, man. Yeah, um, yeah. I this would be a great opportunity, man, um, for her to come back. Like you said, a lot of people actually didn't even know she was in Fast and Furious. Right. And I actually remember very vividly from Fast and Furious. And now, like you said, she's Wonder Woman. Yeah. That's some, that's some star power now. That's huge. She's got some star power. Same thing with Natalie Emanuel. Yeah. Uh, when she was in Fast and Furious, really, Game of Thrones hadn't went crazy yet. Yeah, they were just getting her character sort of integrated. Yeah, but into now, the show. everybody yeah. knows Miss Sande is, yeah. so it's like... Phenomenon. I think, you know, Fast 10, the next one that's coming out, supposedly next year, is supposed to be the last one of this main side. Right. I think they're just gonna go all out. They're gonna bring back everybody. The mm-hmm. Rock's gonna come back. Jason Statham's gonna come back. As he Gal Gadot's gonna come back. Mm-hmm. Like they're just gonna bring back literally every Fast and Furious cast member that's willing and available to be a part of that movie. And they're oh, gonna yeah. just do a huge Avenger style La Familia. Hey, the, the Hobbs and Shaw has some people they can bring in too. Also, yeah, they had a uh, Helen Mirren was in there, Helen right? Mirren. As their there's their mom, right? Yeah, as Deckard she, uh, she Shaw's in, mom. She was in jail. She's gonna be in this one. She was in the trailer. Um, she's, oh she, yeah, she, yeah, she will be in this one. She um, will be in this one. So she'll probably be back. Um, but who knows? Like we know, Kevin Hart and Ryan Reynolds popped up in Hobbs and Shaw. That is true. If we get Ryan Reynolds in this movie, like it I could would happen. be dying. It could happen. Oh, right? Those we, are two very funny people. Yeah, man. we can't count it out. Anything's possible. At this and then point. you had um. Uh, his sister? Yes, yes, yes. Uh, I, for, um, I forgot her um, name. Yeah, in um, 
Vanessa Kirby. Vanessa yeah, Kirby. Vanessa Kirby. Love Don't her. put her on the screen. At the t- yeah. At, yeah, listen. Stop. <laughs> Stop right Stop. now. <laughs> Boy, I swear to good. Oh, goodness gracious. They, I will definitely buy tickets on opening day whenever yeah, that happens. They know they put some a lot of people in here, man. Idris they Elba. Do. Crazy. Idris Crazy, Elba. Yeah. A lot of opportunity there, man. Roman Reigns. Roman, uh, shit, shit. They really have a cast of characters. <laughs> Look, they are not. They can really out bring here. these two together. It could really mm-hmm. be this and huge crossover. It really could, and yeah. we learned to love uh, the Rock's family in the last movie, Absolutely. right? Absolutely, yeah. Which that would be really dope what too to bring them like. back. Mm-hmm. They, they, in uh, game of Fast and Furious, they Basically. can do it. They Basically. can do it. On your left. Well, we'll see what <laughs> happens. Um, F9, Fast 9, Furious 9, whatever the hell you want to call it, comes out May 22nd, 2020. Hit us up at Two Black Nerds. Let us know what you thought about the trailer. Are you excited for this movie? Can you drive a car and catch a vine and swing across two cliffs? (laughs) And will justice be served for Han? We will see in the coming months. So we got all that out the way, man. Uh, The big thing we got to do. There's a big show coming up on on Sunday. Apparently, Ooh, some uh, huge show. some some award shows happening. If I yeah, can't, it's just some kind of some award some show. some award shows happening. Yeah, that's right. The Academy Awards <clears throat> is happening Sunday, February 9th, The ninety second Academy Awards, and as promised, we got to give y'all our final predictions on these nominees and who's gonna win. Right? Yep. It's gonna be tough. Some are a bit easier than others, I would say. But this, sure. this might be a little tough to do. Some some of these categories, man, I kind of went back and forth on, and I was like, I don't know. Yeah. But we got our final predictions, and I'm sticking to what I got. I'm going. I'm going the hopeful route. You're going the hopeful route. Yeah. So usually when I do predictions, I yeah. go the what I think is actually going to win. The, like, but I'm reality. going. I'm going what I want to win. You're this going, time. Okay. Yeah, okay. Just to see how it pans out. I think I did like a, a, a mix down the middle. Usually mm-hmm. I would go the same route, like you mentioned. I would go like, yeah, this is the reality of the situation. Yeah. This is what's going to win. Um, and I still kind of held that for some of them, but I I went with a little bit more hopeful too. And I'm just like going out on faith that. Mm-hmm. Maybe this year we can get it right. So let's just do this, man. Let's just kind of go through some of these categories. I think we could probably group some of these together, too, um, and just oh, sort of sure. talk about um, what these predictions for us look like. Yeah. Um, let's kind of start off with a bang, man. Let's do supporting actress. Yeah. Best supporting actress. So for up this for, for this award, we have Kathy Bates for Richard Jewell, Laura Dern for Marriage Story, Scarlett Johansson for Jojo Rabbit, Florence Pugh for Little Women, and Margot Robbie for Bombshell. I, I mean, is there a discussion here? It's not really a discussion. It's I not. I think we believe Laura Dern is, is gonna about take to that. come through and get that award. Yeah, pretty easy. I think. I think you know, just as a preface for all of the acting categories, we're probably gonna agree on all of them because yeah. they've been such a lock for so long at this mm-hmm. point. There may be an upset. I don't know, but I mean, we've seen nothing but consistent wins for the same actors in all mm-hmm. these categories, so it'll probably be the same. I mean, with that said, supporting actor. Um, we have Tom Hanks for A Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood, Anthony Hopkins for The Two Popes, Al Pacino for The Irishman, Joe Pesci for The Irishman, and Brad Pitt for Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. I'm still going Brad Pitt here, man. 100%. It's still Brad's going. time, right? It's Brad's time. It's and his time to get it. Again, just... Tip, you know, I, you know, I will always argue that's his movie. <laughs> it, it wasn't Leo's movie for me. It no, was, it was, it was a Brad Pitt movie. It was to me, Cliff man. Booth, man. Cliff Booth stole that show. He did, and he was in the most entertaining portions of that movie. So I'm, I'm gonna be happy to see Brad like finally get his acting Oscar. That'll be, mm-hmm. that'll be dope to see. And I hope he continues to deliver on, to deliver on the comedy during his acceptance speeches. He's been doing some really good yeah, acceptance speeches. Yeah, he has. He's, he's pretty, he's pretty good at it. Yeah. So. Um, let's go to visual effects. Mm-hmm. Um, this one I'm not so sure of, but we'll see. So for other visual effects, we got Avengers Endgame, The Irishman, 1917, The Lion King, and Star Wars: The Rise of Skywalker. Um, 
I yeah. am actually going to go with the Irishman on this one. That's my final prediction. Really? Yeah, I'm going to go with the Irishman. Just because of the de-aging technology, what they did, like, it's not the greatest in every scene, but yeah. I don't know. I feel like that that sort of... Uh, multi-generational approach that they took with the visual effects like they had to they had to de-age them for like mm -hmm. 40 years and then 30 years and then 20 years and then yeah. like now like it was a lot involved in that and it took like two years to do mm -hmm. i think the academy's probably going to acknowledge them for that so that's my pick on that one i think i'm staying with the lion king here yeah um again so it's i'm going with the hopeful pick um because i just understand what it what it took to make that movie True. like your entire team was that movie there was yeah you know what i mean the like the whole team the whole team is visual effects right. like that's what y'all do True. and it it turned out really beautiful um you know uh people do critique you know how we talked about how the mouse were and stuff in the movie <laughs> i'm not sure that's exactly the their fault though the, yeah it's just what happened i mean we're taking an unrealistic thing and trying to apply right. it in real time right so yeah, yeah right. I, don't know um, can... I would say as a very very second to be hopeful in game, just because yeah. some of those you you can't you couldn't do that back in the day. You could not. And man. they came out here and they they gave us what we wanted, man. Yeah. In, in game, so okay, sounds good. That sounds good. The next one, uh, costume design. Who got up for costume design? And we have first the Irishman, uh, Sandy Powell, Christopher Peterson, Jojo Rabbit, Macy Rubio, Joker, Mark Bridges. Little Women, Jacqueline Duran, and Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, Ariane Phillips for costume design. Those are it. What do you think, man? <sighs> this is kind of hard for me. Um, I kind of went back and forth on this one. But all I'm of these going... costumes are fire. Yeah, they're all fire. I just I gotta say, like every one of these movies, I think does an incredible job mm -hmm. with the costumes. I ended up with Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Gotcha. On this one, mm -hmm. just because of the the '60s yeah. nostalgia and just like what they did, like. You look at like what Brad and Leo wore, and they've already kind of become like instantly iconic outfits, yeah. like what they were wearing in the movie. Like mm -hmm. Cliff Booth was like with like his Hawaiian shirts and his yeah. his Levi T shirt. They, they did a really good job know. with that, having propaganda within the movie. Yeah, like all the posters and stuff, 100%. and that like showing um, that costume design. Yeah, man. you very much felt like you were there. So that's that's why I'm picking that one. Uh, I think I'm still going with Little Women here, man. Mm. Uh, that's a, that was gonna be my. They second had one. some really good costumes in that movie. Uh, Meryl Streep came with stepped out a couple times she uh did. florence Pugh, when she was like painting she had on like an apron over this dress I that was that really one, yeah. bomb yeah. and it was they i just think they did a good job costume design again like we talked about another period piece True. where they just beast it um but yeah i think i'm going a little women here okay good point good point so uh, just random shout out again real quick yeah. the joker how we talked about that color scheme for his suit oh, yeah that was just phenomenal. The, the color scheme for his suit is fired. It's dude. so good because it's like it's not the traditional color scheme, but it works, it works so, so well. well like dude. I just I love, I remember watching the behind the scenes features and they were talking about just like why they chose that that costume mm -hmm. and that color, and I was just like, yeah, that 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 makes sense, and it fit it fits Joaquin so well too. It does. Like that that really works for him, and just like the type of character that he brought out. So yeah, shout out to shout out. JoJo Rabbit real quick too, just yeah. because like. You gotta recreate. I, you gotta recreate all of that Nazi yeah. era, World War it's II crazy. era stuff. Like, but yeah. that specifically, they had Scarlett Johansson stepping out in that movie. Yeah. Like Scarlett Johansson had a couple good outfits in that movie. She was too, beast. So, yeah. yeah, it was great. Who we got for makeup and hair? This is the next category. Ooh, makeup and hair. We have Bombshell, Joker, Judy, Maleficent, Mistress of Evil, and 1917. This one is kind of hard for me. This is man. hard. Yeah, yeah. It I really went back is. Between two on this one too. Uh, I. 
am ultimately going with Bombshell. You going with Bombshell? I'm going with Bombshell because they did a phenomenal job with Charlize in that mm-hmm. movie to make her look like Megyn Kelly. Mm-hmm. Like that was that was incredible. I, I was initially gonna go with uh, Judy, just yeah. like with her transformation. Mm-hmm. Uh, Renee Zellweger, her transformation as Judy Garland. Um, she looked so much like her. Yeah. Um, especially in that later period of her life. But mm-hmm. I think I'm gonna go Bombshell just because of the amount of characters that are in that movie. And they had to you know makeup and, and hairstyle. A lot of different people. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna go with that one. But it it it, it, it can go any way, really. Literally any of these five movies can win. Yeah. Um, I think for a prediction, I'm gonna go. I might go with Bombshell with you, actually. Okay. I might, man. Yeah. That might that might be the move. I think as a close second, just because of the scale of the movie, honestly, Maleficent. Mm, um, yeah. Because yeah. they they had to do a lot. That's true. Uh, there were thousands. Of they had probably. a lot of people in there. That's true. Um, having to do, and they all looked pretty good. Yeah. Um, you know, they created the creatures, mm. um, the look of the creatures, and they kind of stayed consistent, and they kind of tweaked each character, which is really cool too. Um, to make them, you know, their their own personality and look. That's so, a great point. So I I would probably go Maleficent a close second, but I think I'm with you on Bombshell. Okay. Cool. Cool. Let's do these next two together. So we have original score and original song. So for original score, we got Joker by. Hilder Gonna Dotier I butcher that name Every single mm-hmm. time Little Women Alexander Desplat Marriage Story Randy Newman 1917 Thomas Newman Star Wars The Rise of Skywalker By John Williams And then original song I Can't Let You Throw Yourself Away From Toy Story 4 I'm Gonna Love Me Again From Rocket Man I'm Standing With You uh, From Breakthrough Into the Unknown From Frozen 2 And Stand Up From Harriet Yeah um, I'm gonna go ahead And say that for score It is definitely Gonna go to Joker Yep, um, I agree. Hilder has been winning at most of the award shows so far, yeah. uh, on top of the fact that it actually is a phenomenal score. It is a bomb score. Though. It really sets the tone for the movie. Uh, original song, this is kind of hard for me to choose, but I'm going to go with I'm Going to Love Me Again from Rocket Man. That's what I want to win. Mm-hmm. Um, I think actually Unto the Unknown might end up taking it away, man. Really? I actually listened to it again, and it technically is a good song. <laughs> Even though... <laughs> Even though we're not, I'm not like a hundred on the movie. Not right? fans of the movie, but that but song is yeah, yeah. That song is it's a good song though. Okay, so okay. We'll see. Yeah, we'll see. But you are going with Hilder on Joker. I as think. Well. Yeah, I'm definitely going Joker with you. Okay, though. okay. Bad, bad, bad. So this next one, this is also gonna be an interesting one. Production design. Mm-hmm. We have the Irishman, Bob Shaw and Regina Graves, Jojo Rabbit, Rob Vincent and Nora Sapkova, uh, 1917, Dennis Gassner and Lee Sandalis, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, Barbara Ling and Nancy High. And then Parasite, Lee Han Jun and Cho Won Hu, Han Gan Ram and Cho He. Excuse me for mispronouncing any names if I did. So production design. Uh, what are you looking at for this one? Again, this was kind of easy to me. Mm. Um, all those, mm-hmm. although these are all bomb. Yeah, it's it's got to be 1917, man. Yeah, the the innovation. All these movies are fire, but to me, none of them had innovation. Like they were all really really good. Mm-hmm. But after watching 1917, I watched like a. 25 minute video on literally sure. how they had to get it done yeah and it's kind of wild just yeah. watching the whole thing and it's just like y'all really did this did. and yeah. that's what i'm gonna have to go with man okay i am also going with 1917 uh purely based on the scale of what they had to do with the mm-hmm. production design i was initially going to pick parasite and i love i mean the, the production design of parasite is it's fucking flawless it is wild it is amazing what they were able to do with just the layers and the levels and the intricacies yeah. and just like the representation of like what that house meant but then also what that's city men and yeah. just the juxtaposition between the two families and where they lived is they, crazy they are insane it's crazy the layers and the levels yeah. you know it is there yeah. but i do think that looking at just the scale of 
2017 and just mm-hmm. how much they had to accomplish in recreating, you know, World War One and the trenches and all of the different environments they had to do. And I specifically think about that bunker scene mm-hmm. um, where they go down and it's really dark. Yeah. And it's, it's, just, it's just crazy, like, what they did on that, that movie. So. That bunker scene is the best in the movie. Yeah. I think everyone would, would agree with that, right? Like, yeah. I don't think anybody, but just even just the idea of them having to physically build these trenches Man. like is that's so crazy to me yeah have and it's like a lot too like Absolutely. they ha- had to make it literally look like world war oh one. yeah yeah you can, you had to buy into it and believe it especially because it was the, it. the one shot you know method that mm-hmm. they that they there's, filmed it it's in, probably so. all corner crooks and crevices and places they didn't even have to film wow that yeah. they made yeah. like, you know what i mean to and create that, that realistic to create that realistic environment yeah. that's so tight that's dope so we agree on that 1917 we will predict takes best production design let's do the two next two together sound editing and sound mixing who yeah. we got for that so sound editing 4v ferrari by don sylvester joker Alan Robert Murray, 1917, Oliver Tarney, Rachel Tate, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, Wiley Stateman, Star Wars, The Rise of Skywalker, Matthew Wood, and David Accord. Sound Mixing, Ad Astra, Ford v. Ferrari, Joker, 1917, and Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Nice. Hmm, I think for me here, for sound editing, um, I'm going to go with 1917 again, actually. Uh, The... There's certain things that you have to do in war movies to make it feel realistic. Yeah. And sound is one of them. And I think sound is very, very important in that movie. For a close second, I would actually go 4v Ferrari here. For sure. Um, again, this is just um, one of those natures of the movie, right? When it comes to cars and people yelling in the background and stuff, sound editing is so important. You have to be able to both hear and, you know, create certain emotion at the same time. Well, yeah. So I think for sound editing, we go there. For sound mixing. Uh, I'm probably gonna stay with 1917. Mm-hmm. Um, there's this weird, really weird fact with Ad Astra mm-hmm. where like there was this song in the movie, and all it was was Tommy Lee Jones humming. <laughs> oh, I, I definitely don't remember yeah. that. It's, yeah, it's like this random fun fact. I'm gonna have to go back. And all see it was that. Tommy Lee Jones humming, and I'm, I was like, wait, what? <laughs> yeah, I did not. I'm not gonna lie. I almost fell asleep at a couple parts in that movie. I did. So. I- I might have I, to go back and watch that and see exactly where that happened because I didn't. Yeah, I didn't catch no, that. that's but yeah, that's that's it, man. Well, uh, I mean, we agree again. I'm taking 1917 on both. Uh, yeah. I think historically, whoever wins one wins the other. Yeah, I don't see it really changing, and I think mm-hmm. 1917. Um, though I would like you know Ford v Ferrari to win, um, yeah. and I think they did some really impressive stuff. I do think the 1917 is going to edge it out in both of these categories, oh. um, and I'll ultimately take the W in uh, editing and mixing. So. Look like it'll already be a big night for 1917. Film editing, who we got in there, man? Mm, film editing, we have 4V Ferrari by Michael McCuster and Andrew Buckland. The Irishman, Thelma Schoonmaker, Jojo Rabbit, Tom Eagles. Joker, we have Jeff Groth. And last but not least, we have Parasite by Gene Mo Yang. Again, this is film editing. Film mm, editing. Nice. Hmm. Film editing. You know, this. the reason this one is hard, because... It's something you don't necessarily pay attention to the most when you're watching the movie. Exactly. You're like, man, they shouldn't have cut there. Like, yeah. you don't say that too often, right? Until you watch it maybe like the second or the third time. I did say that during Su- Suicide Squad because that movie oh my. has awful yeah. editing. When, when it's really bad, you can tell. <laughs> you notice it, yeah. But when a movie's good, you're just embracing the movie, right? Exactly. You're not like, man, I wish it wasn't cut like that. So, mm-hmm. Which kind of makes this one hard. Um, part of me doesn't want to give it to the Irishman because what did they edit? The sure. whole movie is in the goddamn... <laughs> yeah it's three and a half hours exactly. like the whole movie is in the movie um so i don't know 
I don't know here. Okay. Um, film editing, I'm going to go for V Ferrari. Um, that's the pick that I think, like, just, I mean, out of all of these, like, yeah. again, I think you, you can make great cases for all, all of them, them. but, mm-hmm. uh, I mean, what 4V Ferrari has to do with just the sequences, um, the Le Mans race, yeah. and just, like, how engrossing that is, and how they do such an impressive job in making sure that you never lose track of where you're at in the race. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a 24-hour race, and initially when we heard that in the movie, because I didn't know it was 24 hours. Initially when yeah. we heard that in the movie, I was like, how are they going to film this? Like, how are we going to, like, are they, <laughs> I'm going to watch the whole yeah, like, how are we going to watch the whole They 20, did it though. They, 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 they cut it together in such a way where it you saw, perfect. yeah, you, you just, you felt the passage of time. You felt the different weather conditions. You felt, you know, people being there and, you know, sort of stand overnight to see this race. Just everything just worked so well. And it was like a, it was like a 40 minute sequence. Like yeah. the whole third act basically was Lamine. Um, and it was super impressive. So I think, I think it'll walk away. Uh, four view Ferrari walk away best film editing. I think I agree with that, man. Um, if not, close second, I'm gonna go with Parasite there. Okay, yeah, um, yeah, because that's going too. There is so many intricate parts of that movie that I would love to break down, man. which we might have to do one day. Yeah. Bro. Um, I'm gonna speak specifically right now to the part, um, the beginning of the movie there in the basement, right? And you can see the basement. There's a, a window in the back. And yeah. They purposely like. I can't explain it, man. I'll, I'll explain it later. It's anyway, crazy. It is, it's, it's wild. Yeah, yeah, the detail that you catch in that movie on second and third rewatches, it's insane. Yeah. Um, next up, best foreign language feature film. So we have Corpus Christi, Honeyland, Les Miserables, Pain and Glory, and Parasite. Uh, what's there to talk about here? <laughs> what is this? What discussion shall we have about this movie? There Pain is, and Glory has an outside chance? There is no discussion. <laughs> no. So look. If we if it's early in the Oscar night, right, and Pain and Glory wins, that means Parasite won Movie of the Year. You think so? If it's if so. it's early in the night, if it's early in the night, okay. and Parasite loses, everybody's like, "What the yeah. hell?" Okay, that okay. means Parasite won the best film. Okay, I can I can see the because they don't want to give it to. Both. I can see the thought process. That's the only reason. That's the only reason I can see Parasite not winning. This. How can you win Best Picture as a you're a foreign film and you win Best Picture but not win Best Foreign Language? Film? I know it sounds crazy. <laughs> That's that's it. But but <laughs> but you know crazy. how pe- you know people do the thing where they're like, okay, let's spread it out a little bit. You sure, know what I mean? Yeah. Maybe we don't want to give all the glory, you know, to Parasite, even though it might deserve that, right? Some voters but, do definitely vote that way. Yeah, some say, people so. some people probably legit do that. So yeah. I'm saying that's the only way. Uh, I'm not saying it's you know not possible. Of sure. course, of course, it's probably Parasite could win both, right? Okay. But I'm just saying if it doesn't, yeah, the reason something's wrong. Okay. And yeah. everyone is gonna be like. <laughs> what's going on here? Yeah, so we gotta pay attention. So, so but what, what's gonna be your pick though? If you got to pick, if if it wasn't Parasite or no, just like your general pick, like what's your pick for? This oh, category? Parasite, of course. Got you. By far, got you. Just want to make sure we got not even record. close. Okay, yeah. I mean, we agree on that. Parasite. I mean, if it doesn't win this, then something's definitely up. Some some <laughs> shit, that, some shit's gonna be shady, and I'm gonna be like, "What's going on?" Yeah, I'm looking around the room. Yeah, everybody gonna be at the Oscars. But chatting. that's gonna be that that'll be a huge spoiler alert for your main award. It, it would though. It's like it has to win in order for it to yeah, yeah. to keep the the, the mm-hmm. mystery up. Okay, so yeah, we'll, we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. Um, right here, I'm just gonna be honest. We're going into for me going into some shots in the dark. I, did I don't a little, know what none of this is. I did a little bit of research just to see like what things might be you know mm-hmm. sort of front runners, but I have. I haven't honestly seen any of these movies. Um, best live action short film. We have Brotherhood, Nefta Football Club, The Neighbors, Saria, and A Sister. So I picked Nefta Football Club. Um, I don't know. Sports movie. I guess like it's. 
I, I feel like the research I did, it actually is doing pretty well. Like it's won a lot of awards already. So okay. that's why I picked it. That's really Shoot. it. Sounds fine to me. <laughs> <laughs> like that is that's what it is. That's all fine and dandy. Sounds fine to me. Uh, the next one, what's that? Best, Best documentary short subject. Okay. We also at a loss, we have In the Absence, Yi Sung Jun and Gary Bung Seok Kim. We have Learning to Skateboard in a War Zone, Carol Dissinger. We have Life Overtakes Me, Christine Samuelson and John Haptis. We have St. Louis Superman, Smurdy Mundra and Sammy Khan. And we have Walk Run Cha Cha by Laura Nix. St. Louis Superman. Of course you would say that. St. Louis Superman. That's I, why I'm picking that one. Um, <laughs> literally just because it's St. Louis Superman. It's literally set in St. Louis. Um, and I actually have a friend that knows Smriti. And um, yeah. So it's just a sentimental pick. That's why I'm picking it. I don't have any. I haven't seen any of these films. I can't speak to their quality. But St. Louis Superman sounds fine and dandy to me. That's it. Next up, best documentary feature. We got American Factory, uh, Julia Reichert, uh, Stephen Bogner, The Cave by Ferris Fayad, The Edge of Democracy by Petra Costa, For Sama, Waad Al Kataeb, and Edward Watts, and Honeyland by uh, Tamara Kodeska and. Ooh. Jubo Stefanov, I am. I know I'm killing uh, these things. I think I'm I am so going to go with Honeyland here, 100%. because yeah. I've heard about Honeyland a couple times, yeah. and it seems to be doing pretty decent, man. Yeah, so I've I heard a lot about Honeyland, um, Honeyland, which I think it's also in the um, best foreign um, language film, right? Mm-hmm. I uh, think so. The, yeah, yeah I think so. Yeah. So yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm going to go with Honeyland here. I agree with you. I'm going to pick that one too. So um, the other one we should definitely do. Um, we got this kind of out of order here. We should do best animated short. Let's let's talk about that. So what we got up for Best Animated Short? Best Animated Short, we have Disera by Daria Kashiva. We have Hair Love, Woot Woot by Matthew H. Harry. We have Kit Bull, Rosanna Sullivan, uh, Mem- Memorable by Bruno Colette, and Sister by Sicky Song. I keep wanting to say Cisco right there. It almost it looks like Cisco. Sicky Song. Sicky Song. Yeah. I like all of these names. Kit Bull. Like cool. Yeah, I want to watch these. Yeah, I do too. I, uh, I really like short animation. I'm, I'm, I'm films. such a fan of animation. Yeah. yeah, I think a lot of them are on Netflix, is what I hear. But really, I yeah, I can't verify. But I'm check I've, that out. I've heard that. Um, but, but of course, yeah, you know what we're going with here. 100%. The one and only hair love. Hundred percent. The representation is too important, man. Matthew Cherry. Yeah, he's doing it, and I think it's I think it's had a big big splash too. Ever since it came out, it's made a lot of noise. I think it's been really accessible for people to see. Um, so yeah, I'm gonna go here, love too. Man, this is a good time to you know quick variance from here to talk mm-hmm. about Matthew Cherry real quick. Yeah, what's good? What's um, going on with him? So Matthew Cherry has uh, just recently um, had a I don't know what the word is. He so what happened was um, there was this boy um, mm-hmm. in high school. And one semester, I believe, before he's about to graduate, right? So I think probably this, literally this past December or something like that, right? Um, This past December, um, this kid named DeAndre Arnold, um, he has dreads. Mm -hmm. And the school decides, again, in December, to change um, the clothing policy, right? Which you can wear to school. Mm -hmm. And apparently in that policy, it says you cannot wear dreads. Wow, okay, we're doing that so now still. So the school apparently pretty much tells this kid, hey, we changed the policy. Mm-hmm. Either you have to cut your dreads or you have to go to a, a new school. Unreal. And he decides to go to a new school. Mm-hmm. But this makes crazy national news, right? Um, I'm sure he felt terrible about it. He probably loses friends, right? Yeah. He probably liked the school. You know, There's probably cool teachers, I'm sure. Um, but 
the, apparently the school just two races out here, man. So um, what happens is, uh, in conjunction with Gabrielle Union, Dwayne Wade, and Matthew Cherry, they all decide um, to send uh, DeAndre Arnold to the Oscars. Wow. He says, skip your old school district. Wow. I'm going to the Oscars. I'm going to the Oscars. None of y'all are going, but I'm going. Uh, yeah, and he does it in the name of Hair Love, man. That's That's wild. literally the message of Hair Love right there. Um, so, yeah, the school district probably, one, they look terrible and racist as shit. They look so shitty. And now he's going to the Oscars. So, <laughs> <laughs> that is, talk about sending a message. Look, so wow. shout out to DeAndre Arnold, man, for staying strong with Th- your dreads, man. That's what's and up, man. Matthew Cherry got dreads too. Matthew Cherry was like, right? hell yeah, like, we send this nigga to the. <laughs> yeah, like you will be at the Oscars as my personal guest. Like, right. you're going to be there right there with me. That's what's up, man. It's that's hella really tight dope. to me, man. But that's all momentum, That's man. what it's all it. about. I love it. I love it. That's a great, that was a great, you know, sort of break from, from what we're doing right now. Definitely shout out to Matthew Cherry. Let's go hair love the next category we got best cinematography Ooh, Ooh i don't know Ooh. the irishman rodrigo prieto mm-hmm. joker lauren Shear, the lighthouse jaren blash 1917 roger deakins and once upon a time in hollywood by robert richardson what i want to win is the lighthouse that's what i want to win i thought before that i did want 1917 but i think the practicality is overseeing the cinematography just a little bit more mm-hmm. but for the lighthouse just the things they had to do to get that movie to look the way it looked it's in crazy. black and white it's crazy. and it was in like like one one the four ratio. three format yeah. ratio and i was like this is insane yeah it's, they did it's a lot. y'all beasting on the cinematography um yeah, of hand. course i love all these movies cinematography man especially there's so many joker shots that i just look at and i'm just like yeah wow wow look how <laughs> did that the color grading too in that in that movie yeah. just phenomenal. that's kind of what makes this hard for me um, but I think right now at this very moment, I think I do want the lighthouse, man. Yeah, hundred uh, percent. I I want the lighthouse. I picked nineteen seventeen. Yeah. Um, I think Roger Deakins is gonna get that second second one. He um, deserves it. He does. De- I mean, that's a legend at this point. He, he definitely deserves it. He and deserves it, man. I mean, these are all like you mentioned. These are all incredible all so uh, fire. contenders. Um, but yeah, I guess just for the sake of the record, I'm gonna pick nineteen seventeen. Yeah. But yeah, what Jaren did on the lighthouse definitely got to be committed. I can't wait to see like what other work he does. Right. Um, let's go to animated feature. Ooh, animated feature. This we, one's up in the air. I ain't gonna lie to you. What we got here? We have How to Train Your Dragon: The Hidden World by Dean Dublois. 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 We have I Lost My Body by Jeremy Clapin. Uh, we have Claws by Sergio Pablos. Missing Link, Chris Butler, and Toy Story Four by Josh Cooley. Hmm. What you um, think, man? This 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 category has been all over the place at all these award shows. It really has. Like been. Missing Link is one places. Claws, Claws is has one, one places. places. Toy Story obviously has the Pixar legacy behind it. Yeah. Like everything is just all over the place. Um, I think for the sec the sake of picking, what I think has like a good amount of momentum at this point, I'm gonna pick Missing Link. I agree. Yeah, that's I'm where I was. That that's where I was gonna go. Um, I t- technically haven't finished it, but that's the movie I've seen the most of. Mm-hmm. Um, it's on Hulu. Oh, it is. Okay. Link is on okay. Yeah, I still uh, got to watch it myself. Yeah, it's um, the movie I've seen the most. I've, I've also seen parts of Claws, but yeah. not as much as Missing Link. Nice. Um. So, yeah, man, I'm also going with Missing Link here. Okay. Okay, cool. That's a good pick. I mean, I think, yeah, we uh, we will see. That's going to be a really interesting category to see play out. So, let's, do, sure. the, let's do these other these screenplay ones, man. These are my favorites. So, for adapted screenplay, we have The Irishman, uh, Stephen Zalian, mm-hmm. Jojo Rabbit, Taika Waititi. Joker, Ty Phillips, and Scott Silver, Little Women, Greta Gerwig, The Two Popes, Anthony McCartan. Um, who you got adapted screenplay? This is kind of hard for me. I ain't going to stunt. Uh, I'm still going JoJo here. 
Me too. I'm still going Jojo Rabbit. Me too. I actually, yeah, me too. I, I told you, I actually have the screenplay. It's, yeah. it's pretty fire. <laughs> yeah, I initially was, uh, I was on the Little Women train, I mm-hmm. think, when we initially went over these nominees. Yeah, my final prediction is going to be Jojo. I think yeah, um, sure. the comedy versus, like, sort of, it was, like, dark comedy, but then mm-hmm. also just, like, the darkness of the movie in general and just, like, how it just balances that so well. Yeah, it's the way Taika is able to, like, translate it on screen. It's crazy. That it just works man yeah. and then like i'm sure he pitched this to somebody before and he was like what <laughs> <laughs> yeah like, this gonna isn't work. gonna work on not on the screen right. but it, it works man it and it, it's a really good movie nice nice and for original screenplay we have knives out by ryan johnson marriage story by noah bombach 1917 by sam mendez and christy wilson cairns uh once upon a time in hollywood by quentin tarantino and parasite by bong joon ho and jen won han i ain't gonna lie to you this one been driving me crazy because loki I want Parasite to win so bad, <laughs> but also because Knives Out is so fire to me. So good, S- such a so good, <laughs> like right? for screenplay. Knives Out is so fire to me. Yeah, but Parasite, like you know, you understand my conflict here. Hundred percent. It's like, but Parasite. Those, but those Knives are also, Out. Those are also my two. But Parasite. Yeah. But Knives Out. It's yeah. I don't know. Those man. are my two. I had Once Upon a Time in Hollywood initially. Um, leading the pack here, but mm-hmm. my, you know, just watching some of these movies over and, you know, having more time to just sit on it. Um, I'm ultimately going to go with Parasite. Mm-hmm. But damn, Knives Out, yeah, that that's hard. Like, if, I mean... If Knives Out of Parasite won, I'll be either a happy or. man. Yeah, I'll be, I'll be so happy for either, either one. Or. I know 1917 bet not win. Oh, come on. Screenplay? No, like, nah. that movie. There was barely any words. Yeah, I'm like, that movie's not a screenplay movie. It's not about the script. There are barely any words. Like, that, no. <laughs> we're not going to do that. It's like two paragraphs yeah, in the whole movie. Please do not do that. Um, but yeah, I'm going to go, I'm going to go with Parasite. It's just, it's such sharp dialogue. It's yeah. so witty. And just the I'm fact that, you, like, man. as a foreign film, I, man, you never have trouble following that movie. It's crazy. It's crazy what it's they do. It actually blows my mind that it's here. A foreign film is in screenplay. Yeah. That's how good That's you know how, how good, good you have to be you <laughs> to be. be a foreign film and everyone's like screenplay? Yes. When it's a whole nother language, yeah. that is That's fire. That is fire, <laughs> dog. Nothing else to be said That's about so it. That's so fire. That's really all it is. What's the next category we got, man? Man, we have uh oh, we're getting into the some big leagues. The now. big ones. Getting into the big leagues yeah. now. Next up we have lead actress, man. So we have Cynthia Revo for Harriet, Scarlett Johansson for Marriage Story. Uh, Shorsha Ronan for Little Women, Charlize Theron for Bombshell, and Renee Zellweger for Judy. Hmm. <laughs> so who's winning? Who is winning? I still think Renee's going to clean up here. Mm-hmm. I think Renee Zellweger is going to go ahead and come through. Um, you know, we talked about that thing where Hollywood loves Hollywood. Yep. And that's what Judy Garland was. <laughs> 100%. And, um, but also Renee Zellweger just did a bomb job. And it's a great comeback story for our career. It's too. a great comeback story, and it honestly just might be the best performance on here. Uh, besides, uh, I would say maybe Scarlet. Yeah, and that's the closest. I think it's kind of the closest. Yeah, and but I think I think Renee's is going to take it. I think it's a little too easy here. Honestly, I agree. I think um, in possibly a stronger year, yeah. she would not have won. Mm-hmm. And not saying that these are weak performances, but I think that it just it becomes just an easy pick. Yeah, you know, for all the things you mentioned. So I'm also going Judy with this one. Renee's gonna pick up her second Oscar. Sounds good to me, man. What we got for lead actor, man? Lead actor. Uh oh. <laughs> is it a oh it's just the it's just the craziest names just you've ever heard crop, like right? together yeah. that's why it always blows my mind that's real antonio Banderas, pain and glory leonardo dicaprio once upon a time in hollywood adam driver marriage story 
Joaquin Phoenix, Joker, Jonathan Price, the two popes. Can everybody win? Uh, I need, no, <laughs> I need everybody to can win. Can everybody just so I'm win? Actually, in the middle of the two posts right now, like oh, okay. literally, yeah. like halfway in, like fifty minutes in. Yeah. And Jonathan Price is so tight. Yeah, <laughs> he's, he's so good. tight. He's dude. really, he's good, man. He's good at comedy. He's, he's good at drama. He's very versatile. He ain't gonna lie. He 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 blows my mind all the time. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I like him a lot. He's, I do he, like him. A he's lot. just an actor you can depend on, right? Like, he is. definitely shout out to Jonathan Price. Um, I still got to finish that movie myself but, too. But yeah, uh, I think Joaquin gonna take it here, man. What is his acceptance speech going to be about this time? Because he's addressed a different systemic issue. Every acceptance speech at the Golden Globes, it was about uh, um, sustainability almost mm-hmm. and like healthy eating. And and then at the, um, what was it, the Screen Actors Guilds, he shouted out his fellow actors and compadres who yeah. were lifting them up, saying like, this isn't competitive. This is all for show, basically dismantling all of this showy shit that the award shows do. And then just last night at the BAFTAs. He went off at oh, the he BAFTAs. Went he went in. He he saved that speech for the best and most appropriate show because yeah. the BAFTAs, we, we definitely should acknowledge this you yeah, know, right we gotta now. Talk about like, this. The BAFTAs historically just always shut out people of color, man. Yeah. And they just always omit clearly great and excellent performances each and every year. Mm-hmm. No um, no women again for no Best Director women, or anything. Yeah, like, it's just like this really almost archaic British just boys club, yeah. you know, people that they continu- like, continuously choose. Snobby. Right. Just yeah, snobby. just real snobby and pretentious. Yeah. And Joaquin wins Best Actor at that award show, and he uses his speech to really tear their ass down yeah, completely. He's like, he I'm happy in. I won, but I'm conflicted. Yeah. He's like, so me and my fellow actors are deserving, right? But they don't have that same privilege, you know what I'm saying? And it was just so wild to hear or sit and listen to see Joaquin Phoenix, you know what I mean? Like, be a champion for people of color, yeah. right? Um, Not being present at these award shows and he's like what the hell is going on exactly but what made it so tight to me is that he acknowledged that he was also maybe not part of the problem he like himself, yeah. he himself he was like i haven't done the best job to make sure that my sets have been the most diverse either and yeah. he, he he went off the best i mean he literally in my mind he saved the best part of that speech for last when he said that the people that benefit from the system of of oppression that's been created. Yeah. It's up to them to be responsible for dismantling it. And, and I, was I was just like, like, God damn it, Joaquin, like, Joaquin. There you go. I was like, does we, it again? I was like, we already love you right now. <laughs> like you don't got to do that else. Oh my God. It's really crazy. Just how Joaquin, how well delivered and just how thoughtful that speech was. He just made me go want to watch Joaquin Phoenix movies. Oh yeah. I mean, I, I, I watched walk the line last night. <laughs> Literally. I saw it. And I was like, let me put on walk the line. I'm going to watch something else tonight. Like goodness, that, that dude, yeah, I he's winning this award, best lead actor. I can't wait to see what he says. I mean, this will be his crowning achievement up at the, you yeah. know to this point for one of the I consider the greatest actors of our generation. For sure, very much looking forward to that. Uh, next category, best director. Oh, hit us with it. We got Martin Scorsese for The Irishman, Todd Phillips for Joker, Sam Mendes for 1917, Quentin Tarantino for Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, and Bong Joon Ho for Parasite. What's winning? Bong Joon Ho's getting it. I'm oh, calling it. I'm calling it. Bong yes. Joon Ho is getting it. I want him to win. I'm so calling bad. it. I initially had Sam Mendes for 1917 just because I felt that was the safe choice, but no, damn it, fuck it. I'm going Bong yes. Joon Ho yes. for Parasite. Yes. He is the yes. best director yes. of this year, bar none. I'm taking him. Yep, that's it. That's all she wrote. You said it all. That's it. I, I told y'all last, or I told y'all before. Yeah. If if Bong Joon Ho 
does not win this best goddamn best director. Dude. It's racism. He's <laughs> <laughs> That'll never not make me laugh. It's racism. It's racism. No, but you know, even I mean, even beyond what we want to happen, I I mean, I will say that historically They've gotten best director correct more often than best picture, I would say. Oh, for sure. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, it happens like, quite often. Yeah, we've seen Guillermo pick it up for Shape of Water. We've seen Alejandro uh, Enrito pick it up for the likes of Birdman and The Revenant. Yeah. We've seen um, Alfonso Cuaron pick it up for Roma. Um, it still should have, might have, should have won best picture. It should have won best picture. Like, movie so I really don't see how they don't go hand in hand, to be honest with you. Like, how do you, whatever. But anyway, like... I think traditionally they've gone the more correct route when they pick best director. But this best picture, they be tearing up. They be they be cutting up. But uh, I do think that Bong Joon Ho is gonna walk away with it for, for Parasite. And I really, I How really hope, I really hope he gets up there with his video camera, his cell phone, and plays Uncle just like he did at the <laughs> at the SAG Awards. Like, please just record, it, record it. everything. I'm like. That- there go, there go, Uncle, Uncle, Uncle Bong Joon Ho. There he go, recording everything for he's, his home video. So tight, man. Yeah. And in a way, I don't want to. I guess it's not a makeup call. Is not what I'm trying to say. But he's just been so consistent. Oh, his whole career, yeah. He's just been so consistent, man. And it's it. like somebody get this man a goddamn this goddamn award, please, please, please do. It's about that time. But last and not least, oh, hit us with it. We got the final category: best picture. Got nine nominees here: Four v Ferrari, The Irishman, Jojo Rabbit, Joker, Little Women, Marriage Story, 1917, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, and Parasite. The biggest award of the night goes to drum roll, please. Drum roll, please. Who you picking? Y'all already know what I'm picking. It's parasite in this thing, <laughs> man. This is. I, I told you. I told. I think I told you a long time ago. This is like already one of my favorite movies that I've ever seen. Like yes. it's that good. It's so good. So 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 good. Um, Par- uh, parasite just needs to get this done, man, to make me feel better. Make everybody in the just dismantle. You know what I mean? It's the it's the one pick here that dismantles the system. Everything else on here is white as shit. hundred percent. Every other movie on here is white as shit, y'all. White movies with white problems. Uh, every single one. <laughs> white movies with white ass. Every problems. single one. Yeah. I think the only other movie on here that might have a black person in it is some random black dude in World War One in nineteen seventeen. Oh, um, fucking background stunt man. That's it. Be you know laying on the ground somewhere probably. That is yeah, it. Yeah. Other than that, this is. These are all like the widest choices I've ever seen. Which these they're fire movies. Yeah. But Parasite beating out all these other films, it's it's a story, dude. That's like a it's cheese winning the Super Bowl. Like yeah. <laughs> that's like the underdog coming up here and getting the dub. And I just want it to happen so, so, so bad. A hundred percent. It's been an incredible year for movies. Twenty nineteen was I think one of the best years we've seen recently. Um, a lot of things snuck up on us at the end of the year, and we were just hitting things one after the other. Um, but undoubtedly, the best movie of the year is Parasite. Yes, sir. And I'm rolling with it for Best Picture as well. Yes, That's right. Sir. I'm taking Parasite. As you should. If not now, when? This is the time for the Oscars to get it right. This, this is, is the it. time. Never before has a foreign language film won Best Picture. There, there's been a ton of nominees across the history. Great films that have made it. They've never awarded it to a foreign film. I think that this is the time. This is the movie 
to get it and that can take it really all the way and just do an incredible job of sweeping up and really just leaving its mark on, you know, just sort of film history as a whole. Um, I think, I think Parasite is going to take it. And I, I initially was not here. I was very cynical. 1917 has won a lot of the best picture awards at the, the varying award shows. And a part of me still wanted to pick that just to, you know, be correct, but nah, fuck it. Parasite. I'm taking it. I'm going all hopes. Yeah. My hope and faith is in the Academy. Also, the Academy is made up of mostly actors. Like, that's the largest branch of the Academy. I think yeah. it's like 16%. Mm-hmm. And actors love Parasite. They do. Actors love Parasite. Actually, the directors do, too. And directors do, too. Directors also and really love Parasite. They gave it a standing ovation at the Screen Actors Guild Awards. And I think that moment was what made me switch. I was like, damn, it might really have it this time. So, yeah, Parasite for Best Picture. I know. I'm celebrating, man. Well, if I think it, we agree it, on damn near everything except like maybe two i think visual effects we differed i think costume design we differed but we're mostly consistent on our picks for the most part so it'll be an interesting night sunday february 9th to watch the academy awards have some fun with it yeah i know we're gonna try to get together have a little oscar party you know a little small little shindig yeah we'll try to do something but we'll definitely uh next week we'll definitely have to talk about and recap everything that happened at the oscars for um, sure the night before let us know what you think of our picks do you agree do you disagree will you be watching the oscars this coming sunday let us know at two black nerds man we got a few quick hits to get to some things that just came up that we want to sort of address in this episode before we sign off what shall we start with, man? We saw some. We saw. We saw a movie recently, or you saw. You saw a movie just so yeah, recently that man. you found that caught up with, uh, right? Last week, I was just you know scrolling on Hulu and I seen Fighting with My Family. Yeah, um, and I had actually been wanting to watch this movie for a while. Of yeah. course, I'm a wrestling fan. You know, I'm a WWE fan. 100%. So I was like, why haven't I seen this yet? And then I never realized. Oh, there go Bay sitting right there in front. Florence, Florence Pugh. Pugh just mm. yes, Lord. And I was like, well, I'm turning this on right now. <laughs> Literally, I know what I'm watching. <laughs> I know what I'm watching right now, and I watched it, and it caught me off guard dude that's a good ass movie so good um especially you know there's been these you know wwe movies in the past haven't been the the greatest right Right. there haven't been a hundred and this one it it performed man uh vince vaughn came through in the movie and he did amazing um it's a really, really good cast, man. Yeah, Lena Headey. Lena Headey. That was wild. Out of far left, yeah. man. And you're like, what? You're in this movie too? <laughs> yeah. And yeah, that's really much it, man. Fight My Family. It's a great film. Yeah. Um, I definitely encourage people to check that out. It's just, it's a feel-good film. Yeah. Um, it's a story about perseverance and, you know, rising above the circumstances. It's based on a real-life professional wrestler, Paige, yep. um, who had a tremendous career in WWE, and she is really sort of known as being one of the, the sort of the founders founders of this new women's revolution that's currently yeah. happening in WWE and if you if you're a fan of professional wrestling in WWE in particular if you're watching right now you know that the women are running shit right now it's kind of going crazy they are running shit they are the i have like i'm not going to lie to you most of the time when i'm watching now like the big events i'm having more fun watching the women mm-hmm. uh wrestle like we both just saw the Royal Rumble oh man and, shout out to Naomi oh Naomi coming back Naomi is so entertaining she's so good bro her she's whole so gimmick her outfit her entrance music her athleticism her athleticism is crazy oh my goodness i also got to shout out bianca belair and that yeah. royal rumble boy yeah. she went crazy she was going insane bro she has a 
huge career ahead of her. She's still in NXT she's right so now. She's so tight. She actually reminds me of like just her look, not yeah. her personality of like Tiffany Haddish. Yeah. Like in the ring. Like just I was like attitude, just attitude, ferocity, like, yeah. just don't fuck with her. Like she's really good. But yeah, if you're watching WWE, you know women run shit. Like and so yeah, the fact crazy. that they made this movie and The Rock produced it and he's in the movie as well and it's really focusing on a on a female professional wrestler who was really a trailblazer in her own right. It's it's a great watch. Definitely encourage you to watch Again, it. I, it's on Hulu. I, yeah, I didn't even know that. So yeah, yeah go check it out. No yeah, that's where I watched it. Well, we got let's get to some TV, man, that we've caught up with. Woo! So recently, just finished, maybe two days ago. Okay. Um, if not, yep, two days ago sounds about right. I finished season three of the Marvelous Mrs. Maisel, um, which actually came out in December. Um, just now getting around to it. Yeah. Uh, love season one and two. Season three, long story short, was no exception. In fact, they actually, I actually might like season three better than season two. Wow, you don't hear that often. You do not hear that a lot. Yeah. So one of the reasons, Sterling K. Brown. Wait, he's in this? Whoa. Sterling K. Brown. Hold on. Oh, I got a reason to really watch now. I've been no, meaning to watch it, but I really look, gotta watch it now. So so Marvel's Mrs. Maisel, um, she's a comedian, right? Yeah. And she goes on tour with this, I think, fictitious uh singer named um Shy Baldwin. Mm. Um seems to be like a black Motown singer, right? Has like the girls in the back with mm. the ooh-ahs, has a small little jazz band. And his manager is actually Sterling K. Brown. Wow. And that's she opens for him. And so it's just really cool to see the dynamics. Tony K. Brown comes through, man. He does. Wow. Um, the the cast is as good as usual, and then you add him, mm-hmm. and it's just really dope, man. Um, he's so good, bro. Bro, he is so <laughs> everything tired. he's in. He's so he does good, this yeah. thing where, like, in his emotional scenes, his eyes get glassy. Yeah, yeah. And it's like, how do your eyes do that? And he does and it. It's like, not necessarily on a, cue. and it's not necessarily a tear either. Yeah, it's just your eyes are glassy. It's so good, you can dude. See that emotion coming through. Man. Yeah, you can. It's so good. But Mars Mrs. Maisel, man, season three, as funny as ever, mm-hmm. as refreshing as ever. Um, I like how they're in this time period, which is technically the '60s, but it's they still find ways to make things cultural in a way, right? Mm, okay. Um, her her husband. Uh, her, I guess her ex-husband right. um, is making a club, and the club is sitting on top of like this Chinese. Uh, <laughs> it's sitting on top of like this Chinese gambling ring, which is downstairs. <laughs> okay, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh wow! But uh, a very important Chinese character comes into it, and so you have now mm-hmm. have this Chinese character. They're already Jewish. Mm-hmm. Starley K. Brown and Shy Baldwin are black, um, and they end the season where she's like at the Apollo. Wow, and it's it's really tight, man. Okay. Marvelous Maisel is going crazy. I'm gonna start that this look, week. Look, this honestly. is this is becoming one of my favorite shows. Yeah. Um, again, the, it's the dialogue, bro. The, it's written so well to me, and it's so fast paced that you're never bored. Okay. Like they all talk fast. Everyone's talking fast. Yeah. I don't know if it's like supposed to be like this trait of Jewish people that they talk fast. I don't sure. know what it yeah. is. Yeah. But her character is. I still like her a lot. I've heard people who don't like her. Some people don't 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 like um, Rachel Brosnahan. Okay. His character, yeah, yeah, um, which I love it because I've seen her come from like she was in um, House of Cards, she was, yeah, uh, and but now we see her here, and I I love Marvel's Mrs. Maisel, man. That's pretty much all she wrote. That's nice, man. I'm excited to to get into that. I've been yep. meaning to watch it for a hey, while. Check it out, Prime Video, uh, three seasons, eight episodes a season. That's not bad. It's not bad at all. Pretty quick watch. Elsewhere on the TV front, 
we have a new phenomenon that's hit Netflix. It's a TV show called Cheer. Now, if you've seen Cheer, you know exactly what I'm talking about. This show is fucking crazy. So <laughs> Cheer is about a competitive cheerleading team out of Texas, uh, Corsicana, Texas, mm-hmm. a very small town, like 15,000 people that go to uh, this junior college, Navarro College. Um, and this cheerleading squad uh, cheers competitively. But the kicker is they are the best cheerleading team in the country. They are basically the Patriots of cheerleading mm-hmm. and their coach monica is tom brady she's she's or she's bill <laughs> she's bill, bill belichick i should say um she got rings on rings on rings she wins every single year that they go to the national cheerleading competition which is always held in daytona florida mm-hmm. um essentially i just want to shout out the show for how good it is like yeah. i did not expect it i just i heard about it from a co-worker mm-hmm. she was telling me about it and i'm like i'm not even in a cheer like that but i'm gonna yeah. check it out it's six episodes is really quick and it just chronicles their journey um throughout the the year as they're preparing for the national cheer competition in Daytona, mm-hmm. looking at you know specific players behind the scenes. But I think the really sort of compelling thing about it is that a lot of these kids come from really broken situations. Yeah. Uh, some of them from broken homes. Some of them don't have their parents in their lives. Mm-hmm. Some of them have gotten in trouble, maybe ended up in juvenile for a period of time. Some mm-hmm. of them were bullied, all of these different things. And so they find this cheerleading squad that essentially becomes their family. And Monica is like their head coach, is like a mother figure to a lot of them and a really inspirational person. And just the lengths at which she pushes everybody to be better, um, it's a lot of drama yeah. that, that goes on. And it it absolutely makes you appreciate cheerleading so much more as yeah. like a true sport because, man, they go through it. The injuries that they sustain, mm-hmm. the amount that they have to put their bodies through. Like I was watching it. I, there were several moments where my jaw dropped because of some of the things that were happening to them. Like if you see like an accident happen to somebody, somebody yeah. accidentally drops or falls, it's really brutal. You yeah, know what I'm saying? Yeah, it's a real thing. Real thing, like human bodies are on the line, right? So mm-hmm. I would just definitely encourage you if you have not seen it on Netflix, watch Cheer. Um, and it, you know, again, it's extended outside of Netflix. It's sort of becoming a phenomenon. I know the cast was like on Ellen. Mm-hmm. Like some of them are really popular. All of these cheerleaders, because they go to Navarro, which is like the best cheerleading school in the country, they're all like social media influencers. Mm. All of them are super famous. Like one of the girls, uh, Gabby Butler, I believe, she's like one of the most famous cheerleaders in the country. Has yeah. like over a million followers. I've actually followers. heard that name before. That's cr- See, that's crazy. <laughs> yeah. She's on the show and she has like over a million followers yeah, on social. Um, Ladarius, like Jerry, like all of these people have huge is, social uh, media followers. Is Jerry the one that um, uplifts people? The Matt Talk. The Matt yeah, Talk, he the does black Matt, dude yeah, that yeah. Uh, uplifts people? He does oh, okay. the Matt Talk. He's, yeah. he's a really inspirational Somebody, one. Somebody's talking about uh, yeah. that at work. Yeah. And yeah. They, yeah. they sent this clip of him like saying, uh, people walking into the into to their into jobs. Work, yeah. Or, yeah, he's just like giving them high fives and saying good morning. Listen, and, I'll take Matt talk any day from Jerry because <laughs> he he really uplifts you. He makes you feel better about yourself. That's like, what's up, man. They got great characters on the show, so I definitely encourage you to check out Cheer if you have not. So just definitely just wanted to shout that out. That's dope, man. I'm gonna definitely have to check it out for sure, man. So also, I just caught up on an anime that I should have been caught up on a long time ago, but. I am also late here, but it's okay because um, I finally got a chance to run through it. It's called Demon Slayer. People are like, man, duh, Desmond. Demon Slayer, why are you so late? Uh, Demon Slayer or Kometsu no Yaiba. Um, it's really dope, man. Uh, they actually have a movie coming out this year. So uh, Demon Slayer is only 26 episodes right now. And long story short, I guess, there's this world where uh, pretty much there's demons versus the demon slayers honestly Mm -hmm. demons eat people at nighttime because that's how they feed um and these these uh 
demon slayers who are not supposed to be recognized by the government they're like kind of secretive in a way um have to go out and they literally try to save lives mm, okay. um and what happens is the main character uh i don't know it's a spoiler is the first episode but mm. whatever um his family gets slaughtered Yikes. by one demon wow and his sister actually gets turned into a demon mm. and so um he goes on his journey one to fi- find out um the demon who killed his parents of course and also he's trying to um find a way to turn his sister back into a regular human and what's really interesting is although she's a demon she does not kill humans she's one of the only demons wow. to do that um because she has uh, i guess such a crazy heart or right. such a love for him deep down mm. that she doesn't hurt him or a lot of the other humans that might be in the show interesting so that's demon slayer story, yeah. man uh can't wait to see the movie yeah. it's coming out later in the year i think it's going to be huge low-key oh yeah just and through anime fans like i've heard it. it's super popular it's like, super I know. super popular yeah. so i just when I when somebody says a Demon Slayer movie, I'm like, oh yeah, people gonna be in there. Yeah, yeah people gonna be in there. So yeah, I'm ready for that, man. We got some uh, video games to talk about, right? Yeah, sir. So real quick, we have Smash Ultimate. Yeah, uh, we have a new character named Byleth. Um, Byleth is another Fire Emblem character, which is from <laughs> Fire Emblem Three oh. Houses. I think this is like the eighth Fire Emblem character, That's crazy. which a lot of people were super upset about. Um, <laughs> a lot of okay. people were like, "Dang, another Fire Emblem character!" Like another one. Yeah. Um, Byleth is uh, right now just okay. Um, mm. There's a lot of mixed mixed reviews on how good the character is, um, but that's pretty much really all I had to had to say. Just a quick announcement that Byleth exists. Yeah. Byleth is out. Go try Byleth. Um, I played him or her a little bit. Uh, he's cool. Get them sticks ready. Get them go sticks tr- ready. Go, tr- go cool. try it out. Also on that same accord, Mortal Kombat man just released a new character, or is it new? It's Joker. Wow, Joker this, this is, is crazy. Yeah, Joker is now in Mortal Kombat. Um, which I don't think Joker's ever been in Mortal Kombat. I don't think so. Like I know that they did that. Uh, the Mortal Kombat DC crossover game yeah. a, a long time ago, but I don't know but if he was not in that necessarily game. in just a uh, Mortal Kombat itself. Yeah, yeah, um, exactly. So this is really cool. Uh, I actually don't have MK11, Mortal Kombat 11. I still got to get it to myself. Um, yeah. But if you do have it, check out Joker. Let us know how he is. I've, it's always crazy to see these random crossovers between <laughs> whether it be Mortal Kombat, whether it be uh, Injustice, or yeah, yeah. They just they're always just trying to mix up the studios, man. I really want Marvel Capcom to come back, man. Marvel Capcom more. Three was good. Yeah. It was that that one, that last one that everyone was like, hey. yeah, like that wasn't it. I remember that one. That wasn't yeah, really the one. That one wasn't it, man. Yeah, I really so. love I love those video game crossovers because we really we probably won't see stuff like that happen in movies. So like, yeah. really the way to make that happen is like video games and comics and stuff. And that was always like super fun and like to see. DC have this you know really uh really good relationship with like the people at Mortal Kombat and they're mm-hmm. always you know going back and forth doing those crossovers it's, su- it's super cool hey just speaking about Capcom um Resident Evil 3 the remake is coming out in April whoa really um yeah which oh. they've been sitting on that for a long they time have, yeah. because uh, Resident Evil 2 just came out last year right, right. Um, it was in running for like end of the year and so it was like last February or something yeah. like that maybe March um but yeah, man, it's a pretty big deal. Um, because this is like the one they wouldn't remake. Yeah. They would re- like they would remaster one, and, and then yeah, five came out, six came out, four they remastered a couple times. Yeah, which I still think might be the best, but I technically haven't played three. <laughs> but Four's I think four, favorite, yeah. I think four is still the best Resident Evil. Yeah. Um, but yeah, just you know, want to shout that out real quick too, man. man Resident Evil's been here. Resident Evil been here. Um, I, apparently time. they're supposed to be rebooting these movies. Can they reboot it correctly? Because none of those movies. It's because they they weren't 
they were like based off the movies, but not or the games, but not the games. They're not the games. Yeah, it's it's, it's just it's, based it's, off. The yeah, games. it's taking the title and a simple concept yeah. and making a movie out of it, but they're not truly the games like yeah. adapted. Mm-hmm. So yeah, they need. To I will for some reason always enjoy the first two. I don't know why. The first two are not that bad. I just enjoyed them. The first one I rewatched <laughs> a lot. The second yeah, one is, is decent. Mm-hmm. That's um, one with Mike Epps, right? Second one? Yeah, yeah. Um, I just enjoy it. And then after that, they kind of fall off. Yeah, but, they know, definitely fall off. But yeah. I just like the first two. We'll see. We'll see Something about it. Um, next up, we have the new Apex Legends trailer. Um, mm. We literally just watched it. Fire. Yo, this shit, bro. Is, y'all, they starting to get super dark. But <laughs> these video games, man. I, I don't know how many children are going to be able to play these. This, this shit is getting real mature. <laughs> no, it is. For real, for real. <laughs> it really is. What's crazy, Apex is free. Yeah. Anybody oh, can download Apex. Oh, wow. Wow, <laughs> I didn't free. even know that. Yeah, it's just like Fortnite. It's free. Oh, wow. You can literally just download it. Uh, so these kids probably over here playing Apex. They probably watched the this little YouTube clip. Man. I was gonna say, yeah, the barrier to entry on this type of stuff is just gone. It's non-existent <laughs> at this point. Hey, you you can access any. You don't need to go to the store and show an ID. Mm-hmm. Like all of this stuff is free at this point. So, but it looks amazing. It looks pretty dope though, right? Man, um, yeah, man. Very uh, impressed by that. Been an Apex Legends uh, guy since it came out. Uh, me and my boys, y'all know what it is, man. We've been playing Apex for a while, but. Uh, it was just a trailer to show season four. New character coming. Um, I forgot his name, but he said his name is Death. Okay. <laughs> when asked his name. That's cool. He said, who are you? He said, Death. <laughs> That's cool. Um, but he pretty much in the trailer comes in here, um, kills uh, what I have a theory as is what is is his creator. Is mm. what I believe happened. He said, who are you? Um, I think he created him. He owns some type of technology company, and he ended up uh, taking this man's life and turned him to a cyborg. Wow. And it, I think it just turned back on him at some point. Um, it kills his family, and his daughter is the only person alive. Right at the end of the clip, and I believe, uh, also believe, his daughter is going to end up being a character at some point. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe name like Loeb or something, because uh, they give her like this wolf statue, which is really cool. So she might be like a wolf character. I actually think this trailer also took place like 24 years so she's already she should already be grown oh yeah and she's probably already an assassin the development's so. already there yeah um but yeah man apex legends season four coming out soon check out the trailer if you haven't it's pretty cool pretty dope pretty dope man nice man last but not least we have another resurgence of the two black nerds movie club man. yeah yeah we gotta bring that back for y'all we gotta bring it back we gotta we, make sure we struggled right. a little bit uh yeah. because the break happened and the timing time and bad boys came at us quick yeah <laughs> it was like damn that's already gone yeah. uh so yeah we're gonna we're gonna make another opportunity for this though um to happen really soon for y'all the two black nerds movie club uh, we already got a lot of social media reactions when we initially put this call out in terms of when we should watch the movie and what movie we should watch right. and all these different things and which which platforms y'all have access to um we just got to pick a movie. And we a day just got to pick a movie. I think yeah. I have an idea of actually what I want to watch. Mm-hmm. And it's something that a lot of people haven't seen. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. Trying be. something new. Trying something new. Okay. Okay. You know? Okay. You want to hold, hold that for now? Or we want to we want to reveal what that is. Or we want to. I'm going to hold it. You're going to hold it. Okay. Yeah. We're going to hold, we'll hold it until we check get out the, the social media. Check out the social media. We'll, we'll confirm. At Two Black Nerds. Definitely not at Just Desmond because I'm suspended. <laughs> But yeah, damn man, <laughs> they still not showing you no love. They still man. Ain't showing me no love. The disrespect. Dog. I'm wow. gonna have to make a new account with zero followers. <laughs> you know how much that hurts. But it won't. It won't be zero for long. It'll. It'll. I jump had that up. account for ten years. I had five. I just got to five k. Wow. That oh hurt. wow. That hurt. That I have. Really I has, hurt. There was a couple important people following me that I don't know if I can get them to follow me for a second time. Yeah. I. <laughs> I just maybe the same Abby. The same. You try to get something as yeah. close as possible as the ad name. Like oh that's tragic. It is. It, it hurts, man. Damn Twitter. Well. Wow, man. 
we had a lot to address this week. So we much happened in these past few days. The Super Bowl happened. All these commercials and TV spots came out. We obviously got to address the Oscars coming up next week and just yes, everything in between that we just always are tuned into, right? So Two Black Nerds is continuing to come at y'all each and every week. Season two is here delivering y'all this great content. And it's Black History Month. Yes, sir. Shout out to Black History Month. Blackity All black. my black people black, out black, there. Black we're definitely celebrating each and every day. Yeah. Um, please pay respect in some form or fashion, whatever that looks like for you, whether it be reading a new book, watching a movie that you've never seen. Just, yeah. you know, let's respect some black artists and really show show some support to that creativity and that art form, man. And even the other things that we do, we're much more than just entertainers and writers and all these different things. Right. Any facet that is interesting to you, uh, pretty sure you can find a notable, very well-educated, very well-equipped black person that's a part of that. Because black people are the best. <laughs> Bottom line, right? That's <laughs> as simple as that. That's it. That's um, all she wrote. So definitely just happy Black History Month to everybody. We will certainly be back next week she, I mean uh, with woman. another episode of Two Black Nerds. And, of course, we're going to have to recap the Academy Awards yeah. and what happens on that uh, that fateful night. We'll see who wins. <laughs> um, getting kind of nervous because I do want certain people to win, and I hope they get it right. But we will see what happens. Yep. And we also will have another movie to review. feels like a while since we've been to the – Maybe, maybe because we didn't talk about a movie this week that was just... <laughs> maybe we don't need to talk about it. We don't really need to talk about it. <laughs> I'm going to just put a reaction on social. Yeah, That's and fine. if you follow my social, you've already seen that reaction. Yeah. We just couldn't address it this week. It just wasn't It just wasn't worth the time and it doesn't fit. But next week, we will be reviewing Birds of Prey and the fantabulous emancipation of one Harley Quinn, which we've been waiting on for quite a while, has great, great buzz. Great social media reactions have come out for that movie. This is DC's latest film yeah. about Margot Robbie's Harley Quinn and her goons. Her goons. <laughs> coming through. Uh, we, we're getting Black Mask as well, um, played by Ewan McGregor. Really looking forward to this, man. How, how do you think it's going to fare? up against the rest of the DC uh, sort of extended universe of movies that they've created so far. So from what I'm hearing, so some people say this is the best DC movie that they have seen. Saying a lot. Saying a lot. That is saying a lot. That's saying a lot because Joker just came out. Joker just came out. So because I'm stubborn, I can't put it above Joker. True. I can't put it above Wonder Woman. I think it might fall right there. Okay. That's I high. Think that's it high. Might fall right there. That's high. Um, you know, given we just got Shazam and Aquaman, yep. I think that's where I have to put it though for right now. Okay. From okay. what I'm hearing, if this is a, a success, if this is a great movie, that makes five wins for DC in my book. You got and Wonder Woman, Shazam, Aquaman, Joker. Yeah. And then this. And the good is officially better than the bad. It is. And they outnumber the bad movies that they made. I know we had a really rough patch there. That uh, that 2016 to 2018 kind of period <laughs> was, was looking kind of. Jesus. Kind of sketchy, but they have turned the course and they've changed things a little bit. They got new leadership. They have a new direction and a vision. I think they finally stopped trying to play catch up with Marvel and they just started to do their own thing. Now, just cancel Flash. Just <laughs> Flash is happening, man. I'm sorry. Ezra Miller is going to be Flash, bro. Crisis confirmed it, bro. Essentially, it's happening. We just got to check it out. I don't want to. I don't know what they're going to do, but. I don't want to. I know, I know. But I'm we a got Flash a, fan, too. We got a lot more good stuff coming. We got Wonder Woman 84 coming out later this year. We got Black Adam coming out next year. The True. Batman oh, man. coming out finally. Just started filming, baby. Just started filming. Day one, that just happened. The Suicide Squad by James Gunn. I think they're almost done rapping and filming with that. That's yeah, a they, lot of good shit coming they, they, got some, they got some content coming through, oh, man. Oh, man. Really now looking forward to it's that. It's time to announce Static Shock. 
and Black Lightning. Just go for it, right? Static Shock and Black Lightning. Might as well. Make one movie. Make uh, Together. Wow. They're oh. in the same movie. Oh, man. Wouldn't that be fire? Oh, my God. You know how tight that would be? I'm ready. <laughs> it goes so hard. My body is ready. <laughs> DC, man. Shout out to y'all for doing it. We're going to see Harley Quinn uh, and the Birds of Prey or Birds of Prey and the Harley Quinn, however you want to frame it. We're looking forward to it. We're excited about it. We will be reviewing that next week as well as our reactions from the Academy Awards. That's all we got for this week, That's man. That's all we got for this week. Keep looking out for black content. Again, it is Black History Month, man. As always, we appreciate y'all. Love y'all. Thank you so much. This has been, again, another episode of Two Black Nerds where we're too black, too nerdy, and we out. Peace. Black, 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 black,